0: It was a good movie.
1: I thought so. I mean, I'm not mad that I went. Well,
0: that sounds like you didn't like it. Well, I mean, it was an okay movie. What no. was it? What what was it? The writing?
1: Was no,
2: I... The
0: sound? Sound design?
1: I've never really noticed the sound design before.
0: Well, I'm just throwing, throwing uh, things out there. there
1: oh, God damn it. What? I think I got gum on my shoe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything around here I can scrape it off on? I hate that feeling, you know, it just keeps... I'll, I'll
0: look for a rock or a stick.
1: Whoa! Check this out! What? This
0: doll! A doll? Look! A doll, a doll is stuck to your shoe? Or a doll you see while you're trying to get the shit off your shoe?
1: Okay, you know, maybe instead of just staring at me and making fun of me, you can follow my line of sight and also my pointed finger at the doll. There's
0: a doll on your shoe! Oh my god. I'm
1: gonna murder you. <laughs> Over here. Oh, it's a doll. She is beautiful. She? Yeah, she. Look
0: at her. It's a doll. What are you talking about? Don't pick it up. It's probably
1: got like child disease Too on late. it. Too Is there anybody around here? Like, do you see anyone who like owns this? Um, no.
0: Then we're out Oh my gosh Why? Why are you taking it? Like if it was a A, a puppy or something? No. I could understand Like a it's doll? a
1: beautiful doll Look at it Do you still have Look gum on face. your shoe? I don't care about the gum dude Shut up about the gum This is now about the doll that... Look at her face
0: I, It's a It's a hauntingly beautiful face I
1: Thank you Was that right. so damn difficult to say? Jesus
0: Dude What's gotten into you?
1: I don't know man
0: Let's get out of here. Uh, alright. I'm going home. Well, you know what? You, you go on home. I'm gonna go by subway.
1: I'm hungry. Fine. Alright, so, uh, so this is my apartment. Um, I know I just met you. I don't know anything about you, but, I'm a, you know, it's, it's not like a great apartment, but, you know, I, you know, I try to keep it pretty clean, and, Let's just let's just go over on the sofa, man. I, I'm just so glad that I
3: I found you. I mean,
1: everyone's gonna think I'm crazy because I'm just talking to you, but like, I mean, you're just a doll. But I feel like you're listening. I mean, c- can I get you anything? <laughs> of course not. So stupid. So stupid. No, I mean, you want to just watch some TV? Let's watch some TV. All right. I've got. I got, like, pretty good cable. Not, like, the best cable. I don't have, like, Showtime, but... Do you ever watch Two Detective? Later,
4: Later at, a at a restaurant. restaurant. You know... Uh, may I take your order?
1: Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, me and the lovely lady would like to start with the, uh, fire-seared pancetta. Um, and then, um... I am so sorry. Where are my manners? I would actually like to go with the, uh... Napa Valley Reserve, eighty-nine Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, the bottle, please.
4: Uh, Excusez-moi, Monsieur. Uh, uh, monsieur, that will be a plate for one. We? Uh, oui? uh, <laughs> for
1: two, sir. We'll both be enjoying it.
4: Uh, monsieur, there is a doll in the other seat.
1: Perhaps you didn't hear me, garçon. I said we will both be enjoying it. Will that be a problem? Uh, no, no,
4: Monsieur. Uh, I will bring your pansucci uh, and I will bring your Napa Valley uh, reserve out uh, shortly for you and the lady.
5: <coughs>
1: Very good, my friend. Well done. I'll tell you what. I just I don't understand why people can't get around their bigoted views of what love is,
3: what a relationship is. Oh uh, yes, yes. Is, Follow me right over this is. way,
6: sir. It's right over it will just be you alone tonight.
3: Well, I guess if that depends. This morshik count is a plus one.
1: And you see, that's why I'm so glad Oh my goodness. Oh, it's my friend Guy. Guy. Oh, uh, Guy. What? Over here. Oh god. No,
3: Guy, it's hey. me. Well, well, well. What's this we got here? Well, I mean, a uh,
1: a uh, guy. I'd like to introduce you to a very special lady in my life, who I met just
3: a few days ago. I and, can't uh, believe you! I don't, I don't know how you could do this to me. I'm sorry, guy. Do, do you two know each other? Oh uh, no, of you- course not. I've never met this wench in my life. Uh, I, I, uh, I just remembered. i I, got, uh, I left this stove on. I will have to get back before me house burns down. Hold on, I'll go to life.
1: Okay, uh, nice, nice to see you, guy.
3: Piss off, you wanker!
1: You, you too. Um, it's a thing we do. Um, he doesn't really think I'm a wanker. The
3: we... a Valley reserve, Monsieur. Oh.
1: <laughs> Thank you, just in time. <laughs> that was so weird i I've never seen I've never seen Guy act like that before. I mean, the wanker part always, but I've just never seen upset like that. I mean, I'm
4: sorry. Are you talking to me? Or to the doll?
1: Um, I was directly addressing the lady, sir.
4: Excuse him, I'm on
1: Yeah, I just I don't understand why he Oh no, no. No, he'll be just fine. No, he'll he'll get back home in time. I'm I'm sure his house isn't gonna burn down. It's, it's sort of his way, he's very particular about things. But you, you are so cute for worrying about him. That's one of the things I love about you.
4: Once again, are you talking to me or to Zit the...
1: <laughs> For the third time, sir uh Excuse I ma. was addressing the lady.
4: Excusez-moi, mon ami.
1: I don't know if you are, mon ami.
4: <laughs> that hurts.
3: Oh, the bloody nerve of that wench. I can't believe it. She just went and found another man like that. I mean, I hey, chew thank away. you. Have a good day, sir. Thank you for your business. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm just leaving here. I mean, oh, God, this woman. She drives me insane. I swear to God. And who is that man there? I'm going to touch uh, excuse
4: him me, uh, Excuse me, excuse me, monsieur. Uh, what, uh, are you speaking to me as I have a cigarette out on
3: the, patio? Uh, Bloody Christ, man. How can anybody expect to understand what you're saying? Jesus Christ, why is everybody always trying to talk to me when I'm trying to pontificate?
0: Hey, you know, uh, Guy Fox was, uh asking about you earlier.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, I just saw him. I saw him the other night. Really? Yeah, I was at a dinner. I was going to have him sit down with us, but he was like almost burned his house down or something. He was weird. acting weird, though.
0: He was acting weird. Well, he just, like, gave me a call the other day. Like, okay. I don't know how he got my phone number because he's your friend.
1: Yeah, you know, whatever.
0: But he was, he was asking, like... All these questions about you and stuff, I, I kind of felt really awkward, so I didn't really give him much information because it was kind of out of the blue. What do you mean? Well, he was asking like where you lived and like what times you went to work and stuff. And huh? It was it was really weird. I I didn't give him much information. Is that does that sound? I mean, unless he's like planning a, a surprise
1: party or a prank. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't seem like either of those. I gotta tell you. I think that he knows her. Wait. The doll? I prefer that we not just call her the doll. But I gotta tell you, at dinner, there was something going on between those two. I could just see it in their eyes.
4: Oh, really? Okay.
0: Well, anyways, I'm just saying, be careful, I guess, because the guy seems really on edge. Seems kind of, I don't know, explosive.
1: Well, that's his thing,
0: you
6: know Oh
0: yeah, Jesus, I didn't even realize I had stepped in that pun, and now it stings Yeah, well, well, sorry. Congratulations I guess Well, look, that's what's going on It's kind of weird
1: Alright, you, know, you know what, I'll just call him Maybe I'll call him well, You know see what, see what he's doing <laughs> oh, I'll be all What's all this that I uh, yeah. That's a good one <laughs> You should do that
5: no, uh, no, seriously, he hates. He it probably people, doesn't like yeah, that too
1: When much, people do yeah. that, he gets really mad. So don't do that. But uh, thanks for the heads up.
0: Well, that's that's what I'm here for. All right, thanks, podcast man. Uh, next week. You got it. All right, Men in Black.
1: Don't forget. Man, oh, what the hell, guy's up to? That's fine. I'll just give him a call. What? Now, why the hell would my phone work? Stupid at t Well, I guess I'll, uh I guess I'll just see Guy
3: when I see him Having trouble getting a line, out, Goy?
1: Jesus!
3: Bet you did did you? Where the hell did you come from? I was just there, trying to call you? you No need to call me, I'm already here Well, yeah, duh I think by now you probably figured it out I want the girl Goy back Oh, you want her? That's what this is about? Yeah, that cheap-hearted of a floozy. After I threw her away, she just ran right to the next man that picks her up. I couldn't be having that. I got a street cred to to maintain here.
1: Oh, this all makes sense. You threw her away.
3: I didn't throw her away. Guess what, guy?
1: Guess what? I picked her up, and I'm never putting her down.
3: Oh, I guess we're just going to have to see about that. I think it'll be over me dead body. I I agree. It'll probably be over your dead body. Oh, that's not what we meant. I meant over your dead body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's too late because you said
1: the other thing first, and that's the one I'm going with.
3: Well, the the thing is, I didn't realize how much as I loved her, and I want her back. So you're gonna have to give it to me, mate. I made her. She's mine. Uh,
1: you know what the lady's got her own mind and she gets to make her own decisions because this is the new millennium, okay? So they're not just property, even though she is technically an inanimate doll by society's definition. I think we can let her make the decision. Let me just... There we go.
3: Okay. Okay, so you want to let her make the decision then? All right, I can play this game. I have faith in her, even though I did throw her away. So... Basically you go stand over there, and I'll stand over here, and let's see who she goes to.
1: Guy, I I gotta tell you I don't think that's gonna work. Why not? Yeah, yeah, she she doesn't really move on her own, but it's it's something in her eyes. I mean they're so expressive. I Right, right. L- She's listen, saying goes all the way. This is, clearly you don't even understand her. No, like you, you give it you, here to you're me. You're just interested in the No, 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 no you her. shot
3: your bloody mouth. Take her. Whoa, 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 I'm hey, going hey, take get, her. Get your hands she's off the mine. lady. No, no. Get your you hands get off off of me. Hey. You get off of the woman. What? No, no. She's you, mine. She, she's she, with me. She, she's mine. not let her go. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Now look what she did. I'm going to have to go and make a new girl go. Oh, God. Oh, no. You ruined it, Stecco. <laughs> you sure did. This is all your hands.
2: ruin anything.
1: What we had was perfect and weird, and you destroyed
3: it. Technically, you helped.
1: I mean, we both had a part to play, but I'm
3: blaming you. <laughs>
4: Excusez-moi, messieurs, I have your Valley catering. Do not
3: now! <laughs> oh, my bad, I am what so sorry. What is with this guy?
7: I called him for delivery earlier. <laughs>
3: So you see, we created the monster. The bride wasn't the monster. It was guy all along. You see, the monster is inside all of us, really. And the moral of this story is, "Oh, oh, my God, it's the mysterious stranger. I must run for help. Guy, help me, help me, guy. Make a brand and die oh, I should, and I kill it. No.
7: i'm craig lewis i'm nathan k submitted for the approval of the midnight society we call this podcast
6: scare point well in october we do for four or five weeks of the year we do
7: scare 2.0 scare point I'm trying too too hard. I'm trying way too
6: hard. So, in true Halloween tradition, all throughout October this year, we are looking at Monster Cruise. Yes! That's all we're gonna do, because we don't want to get sued.
7: That's all we're gonna do, because we don't want to be sued.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're looking at Gremlins. The new batch? The old batch? We're going to look at... All the batches. All the batches. Well, the first batch of Gremlins was actually way back in... Oh, I was going to say
7: 1984.
6: Well, the original batch was way back... Well, it was before the 40s, but it really sort of caught on and became a big thing in like World War II.
7: Oh, yeah. They caused a menace, right? Supposedly?
6: Well, people would blame problems that happen mostly in airplanes but also just in general machinery on gremlins tiny little creatures
7: because of course uh a mechanic or a pilot couldn't possibly be blamed for their own mistakes
6: <laughs> no and there's i mean there's a lot of things that go wrong it's not i don't think it was them trying to pass the buck as often as it was them being bewildered or even sometimes it's just like the Sock Gnome. You don't really think there's a Sock Gnome living in your basement. It might just be something you say when you're yeah, like, God damn it, the Sock Gnome got one of my socks again. Yeah,
7: it happens all the time.
6: <laughs> I, don't
7: get, I don't get what you're
6: saying. People what? would blame the occurrence of like all these problems that happen with military aircraft that can't be expected in this high-stress situation on... Little gremlin creatures, and uh, sometimes they were the results of sabotage by the enemy, or sometimes it was just, they're these natural things that get, like, to fuck with machinery.
7: And uh, you said they were sometimes bewildered, right?
6: Bewildered! Would did they be use that bewildered?
7: word? Bewildered, you did.
6: I love that, that's would awesome. Would they be bewildered,
7: or would they be befuddled? Uh, There's only one right answer to this.
6: Well, the, both, but... Yes! Would be two ding, different... ding, ding, you win! They would be befuddled as to what the cause of the problem is, and bewildered that it was a gremlin. Yeah, but
7: that wasn't part of the question. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it was a gremlin, because obviously it probably wasn't. I say probably.
6: Well, Roald Dahl, of course, popularized this with his children's book, The Gremlins, which was going to be made into a Disney movie, which never happened. Starring Hulk Hogan. No, this, oh. was, this was way back in the 40s.
7: Oh, okay. Starring <laughs> Clark Gable.
6: Sure, that'd be pretty cool. But it would be a cartoon, so I don't know. They didn't Clark Gable's do like, voice. They didn't do celebrity voices back then. Robin Williams hadn't came along. Oh, and... right.
7: Animation was a joke then. Serious actors couldn't, couldn't possibly.
6: No, Disney made. Seri- Disney were the first people to start making serious movies, full-length feature movies. But they just didn't. They used voice actors.
7: Yeah. The celebrities were like, nah, I'm an actual actor. I'm not going to do voice acting.
6: No, just because they were two completely different fields and it hadn't occurred to them to bank on the popularity of a celebrity's voice, probably. I like my way. (laughs) But Ral Dahl actually wrote another book about gremlins. I don't know if you knew that, and this one was an adult book. And it was made into the movie Gremlins. No. (laughs) Uh, This book was called Sometime Never. And it was, uh, well, I'll just read you the Wikipedia summary of it, because I don't feel like trying to do it myself. In 1943, RAF pilot Peter Nip discovers a gremlin or miniature being drilling holes in the wing of his aircraft. Son of a bitch. So he sets off with his squadron to unearth the story behind them. Many years ago, gremlins were the rulers of the world, but were forced underground by the spread of humanity and have spent the time since then planning their revenge. They briefly emerge during the Battle of Britain, but the experience makes them decide that humankind would destroy themselves without their intervention. The gremlins wait until the time is right. After World War III and World War IV decimate the Earth, they emerge and take over the world. The story ends with the gremlins, unable to exist in a world without humans, disappearing too. Finally, only the worm remains. The worm? I guess just... The worm, like the, worms.
7: The W Y R M? No. Okay.
6: Just a, like the worms. Like, I guess apparently and even the cockroaches die off, but earthworms are still alive.
7: Earthworms can make it, cockroaches can't. Lesson learned.
6: So that's pretty much the origins of the gremlin before we saw these movie versions, which is what we'll be focusing on. Now, do you know that magwai are also a folkloric creature?
7: Uh,. I am aware, yeah. Isn't it Cambodian? Chinese. Chinese. Fuck.
6: <laughs> Way off. At least uh, they both start with a C. They're not little furry, adorable creatures though. They're ghost like demons.
7: Yeah. Uh the words phonetically broken up and their language mag means like evil. Oh, okay. It wasn't something and I don't know. Yeah, and we or gui means demon spirit or something like that. Oh, okay. That's so, kind of redundant, isn't it? Kind of. <laughs>
6: So, you're like a good demon? Bringing the fun in?
7: So, I take it these Mogwai don't look like uh, Furbies before the Furbies?
6: I don't know what they look like. They're ghost demons, so I have a vague idea in my head. Uh, But, supposedly they breed during the rain. Yes. Femlins. Do you know what femlins are?
7: A female gremlin?
6: No, they're the little, um, have you ever looked at like old playboys? I don't know if they're in new Playboys. I, the only...
7: No? Actually. Most of the Playboys
6: I ever looked at were like 1970s Playboys that I found in my dad's Oh, shelves. really? Uh, but, uh,
7: no. I haven't seen any that old.
6: They're, maybe they still do it, but in, you know how they have a joke page? There's these little... Yeah, it's like, the best part of
7: the Playboy. <laughs> yeah,
6: <laughs> yeah. There's these little like naked women. They've got black hair and like black leather boots. And I'm pretty sure they're naked, or maybe they're just topless, but... They're always like causing mischief and whatever on the page and everything. I thought they were just illustrations of like, oh, sexy dominatrix girl or whatever. But no, they're supposed to be like, I guess, actual size, like miniature little femlins, little mischievous that's Playboy interesting. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I found that very interesting. I was like, oh, no way. I didn't know they were a thing. I thought they were just little doodles.
7: Craig Lewis, you've learned something today. Listener, you've also learned something today.
6: So we're not looking at any of those types of gremlins, though. We're looking at the Joe Dante, Steven Spielberg movies, if you haven't gathered that already. But as we usually do on Fairpoint, first we're going to look at the news, and then we're going to go... And then the weather. Then we're going to look at the weather. (sighs) I win. No, we're not going to look at the weather. But first we're going to look at the news, and then we're going to jump into our topic later on. So stick around. We'll meet you back here for Gremlins in a minute. All right, well, it's in season, so we've got some Halloween news for you. Scary news? In that realm. The Essex County Council recently received a Freedom of Information request about its plans regarding a possible viral outbreak or zombie outbreak following a rash of UFO sightings. Oh? Oh. Essex County, Long Island? Well, they issued a response to this query. Boy, I can't wait to hear this. Basically, they said that they contracted their services out to external providers Fox Mulder and Dana Scully have been seconded from the FBI to Essex County. Sweet. They also requested that all inquiries about zombie pandemics be referred to Sean, care of the Winchester Tavern, 39 Monson Road, New Cross, South London, or to Major Henry West, who can only be contacted 28 days later from the receipt of his response.
7: Okay, so this is all making sense to me now. (laughs) Totally.
6: They're like, troll on us, motherfucker. You can't troll a troll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a oh, fucking politician. Man. You can't troll a troll, motherfucker.
7: That's brilliant. <laughs> Bravo to
6: these guys. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny.
7: That's great. Honestly, I love it.
6: So moving on to some news from beyond the grave. Ooh. And as usual, we, whenever we bring up somebody recently deceased, we mean no disrespect to the deceased, especially this time of year. <laughs> but well, de- I guess it
7: depends on who the deceased is. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not okay. that big of a dick. Well, that's fair, but,
6: but we have, I don't think we've brought anybody up yet that was recently deceased that we were just like, ah, I'm huge trick. dicks. <laughs> uh, no, this, as you may or may not know, Joan Rivers recently passed away. Ah, uh, yes. And shortly after her death, apparently she bought the iPhone 6. Huh
7: yeah, she was definitely not around for that.
6: No, but didn't stop her from tweeting that she bought the iPhone six and how happy she was to have it, and uh, how she's tired of her older model, and she's glad to upgrade the new one.
7: Was it s- somebody on her No,
6: it was scheduled fucking like celebrity oh my endorsement. God. yeah, it
7: was scheduled, and like she already had it in her calendar was just going to release on that moment, and they didn't take it down.
6: Yeah. Which, uh... Shameless. Yeah, seriously. So maybe...
7: Especially since now they don't have to pay her.
6: (laughs) I don't know. I'm not saying she isn't a fan of Apple products. She probably is. So I'm not saying she didn't choose a product that she liked to endorse, but it is kind of like, you already composed a tweet about having the iPhone 6...
7: Before you had it. Before
6: you had it. Or did they give her one early? (laughs) Like... I don't know. I, I'm pretty no, sure. No, because she just,
7: if she did, if they gave her one early, she would have been like, I got a sneak. You know, she would yeah, have tweeted it then. Totally. Uh, I think so it's it was just kinda, a scheduled time no, thing.
6: It's a touchy thing. I don't want to disrespect Joan Rivers. Oh, well, I mean, but, Joan,
7: Joan Rivers was a
6: great comedian. But that's not the way I wanted to approach this. I'd rather approach it as spooky Halloween news. Ghost Joan Rivers buys the iPhone 6 from Beyond the game And loves it. And loves it.
7: Loves it. <laughs> The new screen is exactly what the Samsung had two years ago. Oh, yeah? Something like that. Oh, these That's what I keep hearing. I'm leaning towards the Galaxy Note anyways, regardless. But I know you people don't care. But whatever.
6: I, I don't know. I, I uh, love my iPod Classic, but <laughs> I don't... It was a good one. It was a classic for I'm not for into smartphones, and I don't... Even if I was into smartphones, I just can't wrap my head around like these lines of people that line up. That Literally, people camp outside of our local mall. When the iPhone's going to be released. Oh, no, oh. that's for shoes. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That's for Jordans? shoes. Lebron's? Yeah. Is that's it really? That's even worse. Yeah, I literally thought it was iPhones for a minute, and then I'm like, oh, no, that's definitely shoes. Every time there's like a new shoe release, there are people camping outside the mall. I'm not joking. They have a cooler. It's like they it's have a launches, PS4 or something. They have umbrellas. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. But people lining up outside the Apple store to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on this phone that's slightly different from the phone they have. Every time they drop a new one. Again, no disrespect to you guys either. I hope a lot of our listeners are listening to us on Apple products. but
7: Or any other product. I don't care what product you use when you're listening to us, just as long as you're doing the latter. I don't get the lines either because... Like, I know people that just pre-order it online and so what? They have to wait an extra day or two to get it, to get it mailed in. But you don't have to sit down in line for 15 hours or more.
6: My God, right? It's so ridiculous. I don't have the
7: time for that. Who has the time for that? I mean, I guess there's people that have time for that, but people that have the time for that probably shouldn't be able to afford an iPhone 6 on day one. (laughs) Do you have that many sick days saved up? They're like, oh man, I'm going to use my... All my vacation... Uh,
6: waiting in line. Waiting
7: in line, yeah. <laughs> Time well spent, sir, I, or
6: ma'am, I guess. Not for me. A bunch of Star Wars geeks are like, is this the line for episode seven? <laughs> oh, <laughs> They've God. got their tents and everything. <laughs> oh, Excuse God, me. I feel
7: so bad for you. This is an episode one debacle all over again.
6: <laughs> like, well, we've got less than a year. So <laughs> it comes out. Get in their seats now. They're like, episode seven, that comes out in like June 2015. And they're like, yeah, I'd be really surprised if the line was this short. We really <laughs> were making good time.
7: Uh, that's, that's what a Star
6: Wars fan sounds like. Because yeah, me and you apparently, are both <laughs> gigantic Star Wars fans. And that's what we sound like. Stereotypes. They're hurtful to everyone. <laughs> well, it's. It's the type of Star Wars fan that will camp out. Fair enough. <laughs> in October for a movie that comes out in June,
7: I'll camp out twenty minutes before this, the midnight release. Maybe. Well, I know there's a new Universal horror movie that a lot of people will be camping out to see.
6: Was this the new Dracula movie, or no, no further down for the shared universe that we were talking about no. a few episodes back? No, 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 no. No new trailer. Wow. For Ouija. Oh.
7: Yeah, and it was like, check out this new terrifying trailer for Ouija. You won't want to contact the
6: dead. I actually watched that trailer did about you? an hour before we uh, recorded.
7: Well, good, so you know exactly what we're in for.
6: <laughs> um, That's exactly what we're in for.
7: You should cut it out. That was extremely unprofessional of you. <laughs> no, but it, it did kind of seem... A little scary, like it said it was going to be, until I saw the tag from the producers of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) That's where I checked out, so I just
6: stopped watching it. You stopped watching the trailer? I wish I did, actually. (laughs) So I just stopped. I was like, you know what? (laughs) This trailer isn't even (laughs) worth watching. (laughs) (laughs) And then I
7: decided to still make it my news.
6: (laughs) Worth talking Uh, about for twice as long as the trailer. (laughs) But not worth watching the rest of the trailer. Yeah.
7: No, I did I did watch it, and it had those, you know, typical, effective trailer scares that, for some reason, people seem to love, mainstream audiences. But I'm not buying it. I'm really not. not. I think it looks lame. It's the directorial debut from a special effects guy. Okay. He's also a writer. He wrote such mediocrity as knowing... You know the Nicolas Cage movie, Knowing, where he knows things ahead not oh, in the future? Okay,
6: yes, I haven't seen it, but yeah. yes, I do remember when that movie came out.
7: He wrote that, and he also wrote Boogeyman, which... He wrote Boogie Nights? No, Boogeyman, the, oh, the terrible, Boogie bad Boogey Nights Mark... was a
6: good movie, though.
7: Yeah, no, but that was Mark Wahlberg. Uh, this was the kid from Seventh Heaven.
6: Mark Wahlberg wrote Boogey Nights?
7: Probably. No, he acted in it. I don't know who wrote Mark it.
6: Mark Wahlberg acted in Seventh Heaven? <laughs>
7: <laughs> no, that... No. How does that
2: feel, Craig?
6: <laughs>
7: I am befuddled. <laughs> oh, God. Well, back on track. Skip this movie. Okay. And a couple big announcements, supposedly Hollywood announcements, of new casting for the season two of the critically acclaimed HBO crime drama, True
6: Detective. Never watched it.
7: I have been meaning to get around to it. Oh, it's
6: HBO? Yeah, it's HBO. Okay, it's probably Um,
7: good. Oh, I didn't say critically acclaimed for no reason. Everybody I know loves it. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey.
6: It's just the name, True Detective, just sounds like I'm going to pass it over. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch something else. But if it was HBO, then I probably would. I've like, been
7: meaning it, to get around to it.
6: It would probably take me walking in on someone watching it to get me to actually start watching it or something, though. I'd have that makes to sense. actually see it in action and be like, oh, this is dope.
7: Yeah, unfortunately, I doubt I will ever walk in on somebody watching it. <laughs> I don't know. I can't see it happening. Well, two new supposed stars. Well, definitely stars, actually. Maybe one's a little washed up at this point. I don't know. They've been added to the cast, one to play a corrupt cop. That will be Colin Farrell, which I've, okay. never, I've never been a fan of, really. But he's got star power; people like him. Okay. Uh, and the other, a career criminal trying to play it straight, Vince Vaughn.
6: Cool, interesting. That's I
7: could see him doing that. Um, I'm tired of his comedy routine. The you know, it's it's about it's just gotten old to me. But then I say, well, he could play a decent criminal. I think uh, maybe be like a cynical asshole. But then I also remembered when he was trying to pay, play a serious role, he didn't do so well. In his, in his career, Vince Vaughn, yeah, like when he was Norman Bates, not so well.
6: Yeah, I didn't see it, but I can't really picture him as Norman Bates. I've seen the trailers, and that doesn't no, doesn't, it doesn't doesn't do doesn't it. ring to me. Doesn't no. ring true.
7: No, or as that one creepy serial killer in the movie The Cell. Didn't see it. Yeah, that was Jennifer Lopez movie. It I was happened. Just
6: about to ask, was that Jennifer Lopez or am I thinking? of Yeah, the
7: dream most stuff. Weird. It just it was uh I don't know. So, I'm not excited, but I am curious. I guess that's, I guess that's how I feel about the new Walking Dead that's going to be coming out.
6: That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg and the kid from Seventh Heaven and True Detective. That's going to be nuts.
7: That wasn't even the same news story. <laughs>
6: Right, so the topic for today is Gremlins, those mischievous little critters from the 1984 Steven Spielberg, Joe Dante, Chris Columbus movie. Christopher Columbus? Yeah, I didn't. I bet you didn't know that. The guy who didn't discover America wrote the Gremlins screenplay. Get out of here. See the way I worded it? I, could, I did. I could you be talking about either Christopher Columbus, the one who wrote this, or... To the yeah, gremlins. I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
7: Gremlins, uh, we're not just going to be talking about the nasty little creatures, but we're going to talk about their first stage as well, the cute fuzzy guys. Yeah. All um,
6: of them. are I mean, it's like talking about caterpillars and butterflies or sand shrews and sand slashes.
7: You know what? It's funny because I was feeling like I could probably try to fit a Pokemon evolution joke into this podcast somewhere, but there you go. You beat me to it.
6: But before we dive into the... Pool of gremlins because that's a fool's errand. You never dive into a pool of gremlins. That's swimming 101.
7: Yeah, it's like diving into a tank of piranhas. They're, and they're just going to multiply. Not the piranhas, the gremlins. But
6: oh, I was imagining just a pool, no water in it, no water, just okay, full of gremlins. At
7: least you killed a few <laughs> before
6: they got you. Before we dive into that pool, let's take a look at the movie that these little fuckers come from.
7: The first one, a timeless Christmas classic.
6: I love Christmas movies. That aren't the plot isn't about Christmas necessarily. It's just the setting.
7: Yeah. For and the movie. People argue this constantly and I don't care. Gremlins is a Christmas movie, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Both of them two of my favorite Christmas movies. Home Alone's a Christmas movie. Absolutely. I don't think I've ever heard anybody argue that though.
6: Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I never thought of Gremlins as a Christmas movie as a kid either, you know? Yeah. Even though the as opening a song to the movie it's Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> I, I, wow! Uh, that Same was song
7: through. as in Home Alone, maybe? I don't think so. It's Christmas.
6: It? Christmas
7: time is here. Christmas? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
6: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas. Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna understand what song either of us are talking about.
6: <laughs> <laughs> like, did the Gremlins just take over this? <laughs> Christmas caca I love it. I actually, as a kid, I actually saw the second Gremlins before I saw the first one. Oh, really? Yes. And so it was kind of interesting to me. I was expecting something more like Gremlins 2, which okay. I fucking love. More we'll talk uh, about in a minute. wackier and... Totally. And Little Meadow. And I liked it. I mean, I was old enough and I liked Monsters enough that I still thought it was a fucking awesome movie. But I was very surprised. I was like, this is nothing like I thought it would be. I had like mythologized the first Gremlins in my head because I had the second one on oh, VHS. seeing it. But I had never seen the first one. And I had seen the second one so many times that when I saw it, I was just kind of like, this is weird. But I love it. I love it. I, I loved it. I watched it several times since. And it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites.
7: I wouldn't go as far as to say one of my favorites. One of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, but not one of my favorites all time.
6: I do still like the second one more than the first. What do you... I like you the looking? first one more. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I
7: did actually see it right. I, I saw Gremlins 1 before Gremlins 2.
6: Okay. I feel like Gremlins 2 wraps, it ties up, loose ends better. Like, characters aren't... They don't just disappear, like Corey Feldman and Judge Reinhold. You know what I mean?
7: Well, yeah, they just go on with their lives. We don't see it because it's in the movie. You only see what the movie wants you to see.
6: But characters are introduced in a movie, and then they just disappear. That's bad writing.
7: I'm okay with Corey Feldman disappearing, not so much Judge <laughs> Reinhold.
6: <Ryan> Fair. <laughs> so long as my dear, beloved Phoebe Kate stays on screen, I'm okay.
7: Yeah, her and Judge Reinhold.
6: But no, uh, Gremlins 2, I just think all the characters got to play a role in the climax, or at least have some type of character resolution or even if it's a crude character arc some type of character arc yeah even even,
7: even Mr. Futterman
6: I fucking love Mr. Futterman Murray he's <laughs> he's my favorite character my favorite human character yeah he's he's a great great character that guy plays the role fucking perfectly like brings personality to this this xenophobic little fucking yeah humble you know small town guy and he's he's I don't know he's He's almost like innocent about it. He's totally <laughs> innocent. He listens to Kate when she tells him he should walk home. How many drunk guys do that? And True. don't get all dickish. And True. he's just like, yeah, I think I'm going to walk home. It's a nice night. But I just, I don't know. The budget was three times as much. And the special Course. effects are fantastic. It's really funny. and It, it is really funny. I'll give you that. It still keeps that dark, creepy vibe. And I just, I, just, I think it's a better film. I think it succeeds in many areas of filmmaking, but I still love the first one. Let's talk about the first one.
7: Yeah, uh, I got a little fun fact before we get into it about the first one. This movie was the reason the Motion Picture Association of America changed the rating system.
6: Yeah, um, Cause,
7: because it was really uh, it was highly criticized for its violence and being PG. Like parents were pissed off.
6: Yeah, it was it was a Steven Spielberg movie. So this yep. was a movie that everyone was going to see. Yeah, he did E.T. already. There were adult movies that were coming out that were PG that weren't bad enough to be R, but there were adult movies, you know? Like Poltergeist? And this was a Steven Spielberg movie that people were going to see, and it was very gruesome. and Yeah. Yeah. So.
7: But it was great, because Steven Spielberg was like, you got a problem with it, tell them to change the rating system. And they did.
6: <laughs> it was actually originally intended to be way more uh, gruesome and brutal, uh, billy's mom was gonna get her head decapitated in the original script oh my god he's gonna come home and find his mom's head rolling down the stairs <laughs> <sighs> the gremlins were gonna eat billy's dog there was also going to be a scene where they attacked a mcdonald's and they were eating the people there. instead
7: of the burgers instead i get of it burgers. it's funny it's like how do you like it
6: also gizmo was originally going to be the head gremlin there was no stripe. Gizmo was going to turn into a gremlin and be the main antagonist. But,
7: oh, no, I wouldn't have liked that. No,
6: Steven Spielberg was like, no, we, we're going to sell so many Gizmo dolls. Keep, yeah. them, <laughs> keep them cuddly and adorable.
7: We need Gizmo to be the one ray of light.
6: Not necessarily a ray of light, but a, a cuddly, cute character for audiences to latch onto. That too. That they would love Gizmo and be like, oh, I guess I guess you could call that a ray of light. Like I said... <laughs> there are better metaphors but well
7: first of all it's a simile and second of all how long have you fucking known me
6: <laughs> but yeah this movie what i really really love about this movie is there is more references than you can shake a stick at way more if you tried to shake a stick at these references you would just be overwhelmed i am so overwhelmed right now <laughs> i was just shaking a stick you could swing a dead cat around and, and hit, you, or what is it? You could swing a cat around by its tail and hit a reference. I don't know.
7: I'm not going to do that, though. I won't. Please I refuse, don't. I refuse. Kitties don't deserve that.
6: You know, gremlins tend to be, I, I want to say, kinder to animals, but they, they, don't, uh, they do tie up Billy's dog in gremlins.
7: Yeah, in the Christmas lights.
6: Unless that really, maybe that really was Miss Deagle. <laughs> that was the fucking <laughs> was missing scene we never bitch. saw.
7: <laughs> that asshole.
6: We See, I think we thought it was the Gremlins, but no, it was really Miss Deagle. But in the second Gremlins, well, there's deleted scenes where they're letting out all the animals that are in the, loose in the laboratory. And it's like uh, there's one, like a squirrel sitting on the vegetable gremlin's head eating the popping vegetables off his head and eating them. Yeah. There's, I don't remember everything, but there's one where they're like, come on, come on, letting the animals out of the cage. Supposedly, we're jumping to Gremlins 2 again, but in that scene, the monkeys were so afraid they wouldn't even come out of the cage because they thought the oh, Gremlins thought the were gremlins real. the Gremlins
7: were real. Which is like
6: <laughs> in the first movie, all those reactions you get from the dog is pretty much legit A real reactions. reaction
7: from Mushroom the dog.
6: Like at the end when uh, the Gremlins... And the dog's like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he he was totally like, what the
7: fuck? What just happened? (laughs) This is not normal. That's it. I quit.
6: (laughs) But, yeah, what were we talking about? The references. All over this movie. Like, some subtle, some more obvious. Every time I watch it, it's it's like watching Donnie Darko, but references. Every time you watch it, you notice something different. You notice a a new reference? The Wizard of Oz. It's a wonderful life. Um, It's littered. With references to uh, animation. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, f- the, all the animation greats and classics and everything. Snow White, it's crazy to think that Disney Snow let White. WB use not only a clip but a song from Snow White.
7: That's funny because that was the big thing I really noticed. I was like, huh, it's a WB movie and they're playing a Disney movie in it.
6: Yeah, Disney wasn't doing that well in 1984. They hadn't made, like, The Little Mermaid yet. It was right before their big
7: renaissance. Wow, you took the word from me. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Dick. Also, I don't. Some of them, you wonder is that intentional? Or is that a coincidence? But, like, I th- I feel like the casting of Judge Reinhold and Phoebe Cates yep. was, like, an homage to the fact that this is kind of a teenage coming-of-age movie. You know, there's, there's references to It's a Wonderful Life because it's kind of a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff I feel like that Joe Dante probably grew up with, you know, movies. And there's tons of people cast in the movie that are old movie actors and uh, whatnot. Yeah, like Murray. Oh, yeah?
7: I know I know him from other older movies. I know. To I the know. IMDb. Oh, to the IMDb. Yeah, I knew it. He's from Little Shop of Horrors, of course. What year? Uh, the 60s, one from 1960, not the 80s. Okay. Uh, the original. He was from It Conquered the World in 1956. He played a general. Uh, he was in Not of This Earth from 1957. The Undead in 57 as well. Uh, and of course, what I knew him best from, where I knew I knew him, 1960s episodes of General Hospital. Oh, yeah? No, but he was <laughs> he was a doctor in General Hospital. You're pretty big. Pretty, he's, he's doing pretty good for himself. He's a doctor, sweetie.
6: That's dope. Yeah, there's one I didn't even catch. You know, uh, Billy's dad yeah. was played by Hoyt Axton, who was uh, like a folk country music star, I guess folk country. He was really known for telling his stories. And in the which songs. is why he was narrating the beginning and the end. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. But ain't nobody got a podcast like this. Nobody. No way, <laughs> no how. He doesn't say that. He also doesn't
7: say podcast. Fair point. Scare point. Yes. And of course, you know, uh old relic actors such as Corey feldman
6: oh yeah he was in a few movies in the 50s too right yeah
7: he was (laughs) another big thing that i really love about not just gremlins but both of these movies it's it's so good to see non-cgi well-functioned animatronic puppets
6: yeah the puppets are amazing they are the stars of the movie Absolutely. And it's really great to see their characters. They're like Muppets. The gremlins are like Muppets. Like in the sense that like I really can watch them and kind of see the character and not the strings. I know there aren't strings, but you know what I mean. Like see the string and be like, That's a puppet. Same thing with the Muppets. When I watch the Muppets, I usually I can watch it without being aware that there are puppets on screen. Like I'm aware, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not a thought in my head. I'm just watching these these famous actors Kermit and Fozzie Bear in their new movie, like that's what it feels like. Oh I don't my have god! To actively suspend my disbelief. The
7: new Muppets movie, Muppets vs. Gremlins.
6: <laughs> oh god, that would be ridiculous. That would
7: be awesome. Uh, you have my money for a ticket already.
2: <laughs> Fozzie
6: Bear is on stage. He's like ah,
2: uh, <laughs> pulling his tie <laughs> didn't and I like that joke, eh? Waka waka. He's
6: and the gremlins are just like, rah, rah, throwing fucking sh- bottles and tomatoes at him. And he's trying to. Ah, oh boy, tough crowd. Sure is a real killer.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: but he's trying to keep him from killing yeah. him. So he's not like, he's just like, oh, God. come it. Where are you? <laughs> so gremlins 2. The new batch. Joe it- Dante said no. I don't want to do another Gremlins movie. They asked him. He's like, no, the movie was what it was. There's no reason for a sequel other than to make money off people. I have no interest in doing another sequel.
7: But, of course, it was successful, and it did make money, so studios have to capitalize on that.
6: Yeah, they can capitalize on that by giving Joe Dante a budget for his next film, (laughs) not by forcing a franchise out of something that the creator doesn't want to make a franchise out of. Exactly. Dicks. (laughs) But they continued without him, and they were going to send the Gremlins to Mars at one point, which was kind of funny. That was one of the script ideas they were working with. I'm giving you Mm -hmm. a Jim Halpert face. Like, can you believe that? (laughs) But eventually they came crawling back to Joe Dante and said, please. And he was like, give me creative freedom. They were like, fine. And he was like, no, no, no. Complete creative freedom.
1: (laughs) We
7: don't know how to write. <laughs> we don't know how to do that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, you just got to make sure you have enough corporate sponsors and enough celebrity cameos. So they gave him complete 100% creative freedom. And we got what we got. A parody of not only Gremlins, but sequels in general.
7: Yes, out of sequels.
6: Out of sequel this is one of the better ones. They do beat beat a lot of the things that happen in the first movie but in different ways but it's still the same shit like the scene in the kitchen they're like throwing yep. another kitchen scene yeah and make it they bigger a, and crazier they, now they got a tv show kitchen there's so much and it's fucking phenomenal sequel tropes are lampooned uh another thing they do i don't know if this was intentional but there's clearly burger king product placement In the first movie, you see a Burger King front and center in the center of the town right across from the bank. In this one, I almost feel like it's product placement and a send-up of like what they were doing in the first one. There's Burger King right there in Times Square right across from Clamp Tower where Billy works now. And I feel like they were like, fuck it. Let's get the product placement money and almost make a joke out of it. What's really cool, in that scene, I was watching Gremlins 2 – recently to prepare for the podcast and i noticed there in times square a big poster for one of my other favorite movies do the right thing
7: the spike lee joint
6: yes i was like no way let me freeze frame this and post a picture on facebook so i did and i was like isn't that cool one of my favorite movies in one of my favorite movies and then i was looking Movie-ception. at
7: the... <laughs> yeah yeah favorite
6: Favoriteception.
7: favorite
6: so I was uploading the picture to Facebook, and I noticed another detail in the movie, and I noticed another detail on the s- screen. Might as well wait.
7: Oh, word. Yo, people, stop having heart attacks or something, or getting shot, or not.
6: Stop getting shot. Way to blame the victim. <laughs> <laughs> or having fighters. I don't know. Stop being raped. <laughs> stop being raped it's no, your stop fault okay, stop if you shooting. just wouldn't dress that way like. <laughs> that kidding. guy's out there yelling like, <laughs> what is he yelling about if only you wore the nail polish <laughs> well I also noticed right there in the frame at the movie theater where the do the right thing giant poster is displayed on the marquee guess what movie's playing the howling 11
7: yeah it, you can't make me guess because you showed me earlier <laughs> Um, I was like what do I say? <laughs> the little mermaid
6: <laughs> Joe Dante of course directed the Howling, the original one in 1981. Pretty good movie. I at this point Hollywood was up to like a couple sequels to it by that point. Joe Dante didn't want to do a sequel to Gremlins. I have to imagine Howling 11 was in uh, a subtle jab. Yeah, very subtle. Like I did I never noticed it a million times seeing the movie until I screen capped the image and, and...
7: You're like, wait, wait, what's that? Zoom in. Enhance.
6: <gasps> uh, Christopher, My Lee, other favorite movie. <laughs> uh, Christopher Lee, who's actually in this movie, Gremlins 2, was in The Howling 2. The first thing he did yes. upon meeting Joe Dante, uh, upon being cast in Gremlins 2, was apologize for being in The Howling 2. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Joe Dante was just like, I told you so.
6: Could you imagine getting an apology from Christopher from Christopher Lee? You wouldn't be able to say "I told you so." You'd just be—he's like, "I'm sorry, but I can't do a Christopher Lee." <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. he, can you imagine? He'd just be the most dramatic. Like you'd almost be intimidated <laughs> yeah. by his apology. You'd be like, "It's all good, man." No, Not no, like no. he means it. Intimidating. You have to make money too. His <laughs> demeanor to too. and his like aura just Well, so oh, I would wow. assume
7: somebody wouldn't be apologizing intimidatingly.
6: <laughs> that was the most regal apology I've ever had. <laughs> I just wept myself.
7: Thank you, sir. Dracula. <laughs> may I have another...
2: Please don't bite me.
7: I'm not really Dracula. For I'm actually Count Dooku. For I'm actually William Shatner. <laughs> for some reason, we did that unknowingly. Count Dooku, don't get me started on that Count Dookie. Anyway. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. It's a good one. Count Dukia. Yeah. Never heard that one before. Watching Gremlins 2. I totally forgot because I haven't spent so long since I've seen the movie that it opens up with a random Bugs and Daffy short.
6: Yeah, which I've seen often criticized, and I don't get it. I think it's good. Especially as a love letter to animation that Gremlins was. Billy's a comic book artist. You got fucking Frank Welker in there. You got like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the first full-length animated feature. And now you got a Chuck Jones animation. They got Chuck Jones to return to animating. This was the John Travolta dancing of Gremlins.
7: Yes. (laughs) I'm confused. (laughs) Because
6: Quentin Tarantino got John Travolta... To dance in his movie when John Travolta said he was oh, never going right, to dance right. in a movie again.
7: After Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Yeah. Or Urban Cowboy. I can't remember which. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael. It was yeah. after it Michael. It was after Michael. <laughs> yes, exactly. He was like, no, nope, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not playing an angel. <laughs>
6: but yeah, Chuck Jones. I mean, and this was, what, 92? This was 90. Or, no, 91. 91. 90. 90. 90. 90. It was 90. It was definitely 90.
7: 90. A
6: year after Batman.
7: That's how you got to remember it, buddy. Yep.
6: Well, I don't really care.
7: At first, it didn't make sense, but I don't really care because it was funny. I was like, yeah, that's typical Bugs and Daffy.
6: Right? What are pe- Maybe because people were expecting something more like the first one. Exactly. I guess if you don't like Gremlins 2, I totally get you not liking that intro. But if you like Gremlins 2 and you don't like that intro, I don't get it.
7: Exactly. Me neither. And yeah, because the first one wasn't so heavy on the comedy
6: but that's also like a homage to classic cinema. You'd always go to the matinee and see a cartoon before, before the movie. Starts. Oh, my God. I never... I, now I understand it. Well, a matinee was two movies with a cartoon in between, right? But still, you get what I'm saying. Driving maybe? Movies in general. They movies, did a cartoon yeah. at the start.
7: And oh, my God, the meta jokes in it. Like when the gremlins were uh, just causing a muck during a movie review... The guy was reviewing Gremlins? The guy? One of the guys.
6: I don't, I don't Whoever... Leonard fucking Maltin?
7: Yeah, Leonard Maltin. Whoever that is.
6: Yeah, Leonard Maltin wrote a terrible review uh, about Gremlins. He hated it.
7: Oh, okay. That, that makes a lot
6: more sense. Yeah, so they had him... In the movie. And then he was criticizing like... Criticizing it. Uh, and then guys, attacked. no, I'm sorry. Way to be a good sport. Like, both Joe Dante and Leonard Maltin. Way for both of them to be a good sport. For him to be like, yeah. hey, dude, I saw you didn't like the movie. How do you feel about having a cameo in this one? And well, we're he was, making fun of the movie. Yeah, so.
7: he was probably like, I don't want the second one to be made. So why don't you just come on and, you know, do <laughs> your stick about the first one again.
6: And, and have for fun Leonard with it. Maltin to be like okay, so I, I wrote a bad review of your movie, so now the movie monster is going to kill me off in the movie. Take a note, Roland Emmerich, as Roger Ebert would tell you, if you're going to criticize a critic for criticizing your film, and it's a monster movie, and you're going to be brutally unfair to them, have the monster kill them.
7: Yeah, you got to <laughs> do it right. Do it right or don't do it at all.
6: Or at least attack. The gremlins don't kill a lot of people. They kill enough. They do kill a few people, more so in the movie I guess but for the most part they just wreak mayhem
7: terrorized they're, they're more yeah they're more just concerned with doing whatever the fuck they want yeah than, than actually trying to hurt or maim people but other than that like They put in a scene mocking parents not liking the first one because it was PG and too violent with the gremlins attacking the film strip that we are watching and they cut the actual movie out and then now we go out of the movie into the theater where a parent's complaining that something's messing up the movie and the usher's like, I'll take care of this. And he goes into the theater and there's Hulk fucking Hogan. Can you take care of this for me? He's like, there's gremlins in the theater? In this theater? Right now gremlins are here? Listen up, brother. Hulkamania says, you know, yada yada, and then
6: you know he's like, just <laughs> That's shut a up. Good Hulk Hogan. Holy shit! I could Dude, do a wrestler. Yeah, you do no no other wrestler well. <laughs> no, I could do the Macho Man well. Okay. Oh yeah. So it's just eighties wrestlers, I you guess. Can do Macho so. Man and Hulk Hogan.
7: I can do uh, okay, yeah, because I could also do the Iron Sheik. Uh, fuck you, Hulk Hogan. No, I can't do the Iron Sheik. <laughs> so I'll I'll cut my. You found your calling.
6: 80s wrestlers? (laughs) You should be one. Oh, we've already destroyed the time opera. Well, yeah, that scene with Hulk Hogan, I was ignorant of its existence up until the dawn of YouTube, pretty much. Really? Yes. I had no idea. I didn't see Gremlins 2 in theaters. I had it on VHS, and the VHS tapes had a different scene there. They didn't omit it. They replaced it because they were like, people aren't going to be watching this in the theater at home, so let's make a different scene. And they changed it so that the VHS tape messes up oh. and then the gremlins take over the TV and they turn the TV on and they start flipping through channels and the gremlins are in all the different like shows and John Wayne ends up uh, shooting them down and That's
7: stuff. where John Wayne came from in there. Because so I was like, I don't recall seeing him. Oh, you saw what him I, like on the IMDb or something? Well, no. I remember John Wayne being in the movie that I saw when I was a kid, and when I had watched it the other day recently, I was like, "Where was John Wayne?" Okay, I could have sworn he was in there. You thought that was just yeah. a fever dream. Yeah, <laughs> 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 like I just made John Wayne up when I was nine years old. Not just his
6: scene in <laughs> Gremlins, but John Wayne, <laughs>
7: entire person. Because, well, I wouldn't have known who the fuck John Wayne was when I was nine or ten years old.
6: Craig Strait Google's John Wayne, and, and Google's like, "Did you mean Wayne Brady?" <laughs> He's <laughs> like what, John Wayne?
7: Did you it's mean like, Bruce Wayne?
6: No, have, I know who fucking Bruce Wayne is. <laughs> we have seven results for a John Wayne in the United States. John, no,
7: Wh- John Wayne Gacy, film
6: actor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean John Wayne Gacy? Never. <laughs> John Wayne was a fever dream. <laughs> he was- This is the real John Wayne Pilgrim. You imagined all of that,
7: but no, Pilgrim a lot.
6: I found out about it because I read something about Hulk Hogan having a cameo in Gremlins Two, and I'm like, what?
7: Which is funny because I do also remember the Hulk Hogan scene.
6: I never saw it, and I've seen both. Hulk Hogan didn't have a cameo in Gremlins Two unless it was like expertly hidden. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that. I've seen this movie a million times. I'm
7: pretty sure I would have seen when the Hulkster was running, running wild and
6: doing a shoot on the Gremlins. So I fucking look it up and I find out about the whole deal with the two different scenes. And I'm like, that is so cool. Also,
7: a uh, little fun fact about the Hulkster there. What he said to the Gremlins is just about every other fucking promo he ever cut in the <laughs> WWF.
6: I thought you said it was a fun fact.
7: Ah, uh, it, it's a fact, okay. I'm sorry.
6: There's a lot of other cameos in this movie, too. A lot of people think that Grandpa Munster is in this movie, that he played Grandpa oh, Fred. Yeah, Grandpa Fred. No, that's not Grandpa Munster. But you know who is in this movie? Gomez Adams. I was going to say Phoebe Cates. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Zach Galligan?
6: Dick Miller? I keep going. <laughs> I got IMDb open. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lee. Oh, we already talked about that. Gomez fucking Adams. John Aston.
7: John Aston, Yeah. He's
6: the janitor.
7: Oh, yeah. The guy that's like, ah, fuck it.
2: I don't yeah, the guy don't that gets gizmo this. wet. Yeah, the best. Spoiler bastard. alert.
7: Which is awesome because it definitely seems like something Gomez would do just for kicks. <laughs> like purposefully, even though he did it accidentally in the movie. By
6: job, I've got to have one
7: of those. Boy, this seems like a fun, swell pet idea for my boy. These
6: are the three rules. Number one, never expose him to bright lights. Oh, well, that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> number two, you must never get him wet, not even to bathe him. Oh, just like Pugsley. <laughs> <laughs> Keep and going. number three, you must never feed him after midnight. Well, that's really going to conflict with my schedule. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I, I, I drew a blank on the last one. That's well, you did, you, did good <laughs> you did good
7: enough. You did good enough.
6: But I love that. I uh, didn't notice that as a kid, which I was surprised because I noticed that re watching the movie. And maybe it's because I watched so much Adam's Family last week. But. True. Still, I, I was like, oh my God, that's Gomez fucking Adams! Wasn't Sylvester Stallone also in the movie? No, he has a credit. But he appears just when, in the movie in Gizmo's the very movie watching Rambo. Yeah.
7: That's it. Oh, by the way, I call I could call the movie it it was Rambo three. I Gizmo was watching Rambo three. I
6: don't know, I was thinking about it and I think it's kind of funny because he was just in the movie. Usually that doesn't get you a cast credit. Just
2: royalties,
3: right?
6: He must have been like, "Yeah, go ahead. You yeah, you can. You, can, it, you can put my name
2: in the cast. Can. This is the easiest fucking paycheck I hey, ever heard. Top billing, eh? <laughs> They're like, we can't put you top billing. Okay, okay, hey, top billing. But.
3: just one more thing. Can I write it?
2: Can I have a gizmo?
3: Can I write it? I
2: just want a gizmo.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting on the robot butler for Rocky Four.
2: I know you guys got much back there. All you gotta do is sprinkle water on it. It's easier than an MP3.
7: Do you even know what an MP3 is?
2: <laughs> I think that's
6: what he said. Anyways, I don't know. I'm not sure. All you gotta do is sprinkle water on it. It's easier than an MP3. I'll be your Sylvester Stallone translator. <laughs> okay. For this evening. Good, because so I was really scratching my head there. Another cameo. Did you know that Dick Butkus is in this movie? I don't give a fuck about football. I just like saying the man's name.
7: Well, doesn't everybody? But you mean Hall of Fame legend, Dick fucking Butkus?
6: Dick fucking Butkus. That's even better. I can neither confirm nor deny these allegations of him being a Hall of Fame legend. I just know he has a funny name. That's his claim to fame. (laughs) This is funny name.
7: Uh, I I always loved... uh, When I was a kid, I loved saying the name Dick Buckus. So I felt like I was getting away with swears. When you were a kid, I still
6: do. Well,
7: to me, it was like, I'm getting away with swears. This is a person's name.
6: The only reason I don't put on headphones when my roommate's watching football is because of the off chance that they might say Dick Buckus.
7: That's a very off chance. (laughs)
6: It's always a possibility. They've mentioned his (laughs)
7: name like five times in the last ten years. Seriously, what the
6: fuck are they thinking? If I was like... One of those, like, higher-ups in the NFL, I'd be sending out more memos. Guys, you need to say Dick Butkus. More often. Or less, because we're going to get censored. <laughs> the is going to be all over our ass if you keep saying Dick Butkus. Also, if I was a high-profile person in the NFL, Chuck Klosterman would be an announcer. There would be a gorilla <laughs> playing football. <laughs> this is... And the NFL would be out of their goddamn minds because I'm the last person to hire for that company.
7: You're a madman. You just drove a $30 trillion empire into the ground. The gorilla killed
6: everybody. (laughs) Unless, you know, they could hire me if they wanted to know, like, how do we get people that don't give a fuck and will never tune into a football game to watch?
7: But then all the people that will tune into a football game to watch won't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, great. You found your niche market, but you lost your giant mainstream audience.
6: Craig, how would you react if football started becoming like professional wrestling, right? But this is how they debut it. You're watching the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the fucking year. And you're, you're the 49ers. That's your team, right? 49ers yeah. are in the fucking Super Bowl, right? Oh, awesome. I and mean, you're watching and in the middle of the fucking game, the XFL runs out onto the field and just starts whacking them with steel chairs in their head. Yeah.
7: You know, it's funny. You were asking for my general my, my reaction, and I thought it was going to go elsewhere because I was going to be like, that's easy. Do exactly what I did when I saw the first game of the XFL. S- Change the channel. Back. No, turn the TV off. Take a deep breath. Stand up. Do one of these with my hands. And say that's it, no more.
6: <laughs> and then from that point on, they just every episode is like they cut, they come out, they cut promos. And everything. <laughs> <They're> like...
3: <laughs>
7: you think you can stop me, Dwight Freeney? I'm going to run for two hundred yards all over your sorry ass
3: defensive
6: line.
7: <laughs> that was Matt Forte,
6: <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god. Or I would be dying laughing.
7: <laughs> you would be. I would
6: tune in to watch an episode to see what it looked like. I wouldn't sit there and start watching. <laughs> Notice I called it an episode and not, a, episode game. And not a game. Yeah, <laughs> but the house comes are now fixed. It would be more like to stop and watch the car crash. You know? Yeah. So Billy's dad, Rand Peltzer, played by Hoyt Axton, was supposed to make a cameo at the end of the movie. Nuts. He was going to show up and give Gizmo a little wetsuit that'll keep him from ever getting wet again.
7: Oh my god, the most brilliant, genius invention you ever came up with, and it wasn't really an invention.
6: And too bad all his inventions fail, so it would probably end up getting him wet.
7: Yeah, it would, just, it would create moisture inside the don't, suit.
6: Don't worry about that, that's just fine, just fine, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs>
7: you need this in your life, Gizmo, trust me, I know you do.
6: So you know the part in the movie where Mr. Clamp... Who is a fucking awesome character, by the way? Oh yeah, I love how you think he's going to be played as an antagonist, but he's just so dopey and likable,
7: right? And, and he's genuinely dopey and likable, and he's
6: genuinely good intentioned. He, yeah, he wants his company to do well, yes, but he doesn't want to hurt anybody.
7: It's the uh, it's that slimy corporate sleaze bag that's the he's asshole, not, though. No, the, the guy below him.
6: Oh, okay. The,
7: the his right hand man.
6: Yes, yes. Ugh, he just looks gross. Yeah. Well, do you know the part where he sets up the tape to air on the Clamp Cable Network where it's like, so this is it, the end of civilization? Or like, we hope you've enjoyed our Clamp Network programming, but more importantly, we hope you've enjoyed life. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's playing all these serene, like, yeah. nature scenes. Do you remember the scene in the Yeah, I do. About? Yeah. That is actually inspired by an actual tape that CNN had. And it was a super closely guarded secret. Really? And they were kind of pissed because they were like, how did they find out about that? And I think Joe Dante took a tour of CNN and I don't know how he found out. He probably didn't rat out <laughs> the person who showed him or whatever. But oh my God, that is fucking hilarious. Like why,
7: why is CNN so pissed about it? Like you shouldn't have made it to begin with. Because it's it. kind of embarrassing. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, like, then you shouldn't
6: have done it. We have an end of the world tape. So what?
7: we're we're prepared don't tell me you don't it's funny it's funny if there was a end of the world thing now going on and they aired that tape from 30 years ago (laughs) oh jesus
6: so there have been talks of moving forward with a sequel and or remake so let's talk gremlins 3
7: Mm, i think it's been too long i
6: think it's been too long
7: yeah i don't know See, it's weird because I was all super hyped up and interested and ready for Sin City 2 four years ago, and then it just came out this year, and I was like, meh, it's been too long. I don't, I'm not interested anymore. I don't think it's been too long.
6: It's, I mean, what, for a remake or, or a sequel? A sequel. Or both. A sequel. Okay, because as I was going to say, they remake movies... From any time, all the time. That's why, yeah. It's like, no, it came out more than two years ago. You don't remake a movie that came out more than two years ago. <laughs> you,
7: listen, strict guidelines state,
6: Yeah. every it,
7: six years, remake.
6: Haven't you been keeping up with fucking cinema?
7: <laughs> For real.
6: Nowadays, cinema. I would be for them making it so long as there are still puppets and not CG. That is my only... Even if it's a shitty movie and it sucks, I won't begrudge them making it if they still use puppets. I might be like, man, this movie sucks. Why didn't you make a good movie? But it's kind of like Jurassic Park. So long as there's dinosaurs, keep making those fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's not a movie... It's not like Donnie Darko or Fight Club. Something that doesn't, that should not have a sequel. You know what I mean? Like, right. certain movies that, no, you can't betray that story by giving it a sequel. Gremlins is not one of those. So, well, go no. right ahead, but you would betray it by doing all CG Gremlins like they wanted to do a few years ago.
7: Ugh, ugh. Revert to the point I made a little earlier. Ugh. <laughs> uh, well,. I guess I guess it's it's tough to say for me in reality because the same way you're talking about Gremlins 3 is the same way I'm hoping and wanting to view Ghostbusters 3. So,
6: Okay. Well, if they do it and they're doing a reboot and not a sequel, what I would like them to do is the same thing they're kind of talking about doing with Ghostbusters 3 or what they did with the new Evil Dead, where it is kind of a reboot, but it's still it doesn't wipe the cl- the slate clean like it's still like it still okay, draws from before that shit happened with Billy in the eighties. Now it's twenty fourteen and it's a total different story with characters. Maybe it explores some of the same themes, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not like oh new Gremlins canon now. Now when I was younger, I had ideas for Gremlins three. No, they were actually pretty good. You
7: never. I've never heard you have ideas for anything. You've ever liked to make <laughs> something of your own ever. It's never happened.
6: Well, when I was a kid. I actually kind of respect the idea I had. I thought it was actually pretty good for a kid. Daniel Clamp would be running for president, and Makes sense. Billy maybe is finally settled down with Kate. They've got a kid, and he's still close with Clamp. So maybe he's working with him on his uh, like campaign or something, or maybe he's just a friend of his and associate or something. Or Hmm. maybe he still works for him, you know? And I thought that would be kind of a cool way to bring those characters back. I would love to see it bring Billy's father back into the mix. Maybe both his parents back into the mix. Because that was a big part of the first one. Yeah. And the theme of inventions that don't quite work properly, I think, is something that should be maintained. It's in both the movies. There's no reason it shouldn't be in the third if this is going to be a trilogy. So... Mr. Wing's grandson would kind of show up. My idea was that he would bring them more information about the Magwai, Information that they didn't have. Information that was brought to us by one Mr. George Gipe in his Gremlins Novelization. novelization. Oh, yeah. Uh, fellow fanboys and fangirls may know that novelizations are often very poorly written but a ripe source for ancillary information about the characters and the events in the movies. Right. Anything they, you have a question about, just go to the novelization. And they'll well, that's it kind of. Not always the case, but they expand upon what we know about the characters and events in the movies. They're so, able to. You know, like in the Ghostbusters novelization, you find out Vankman's childhood, which we're not going to tell you because someday we'll do a fucking Vankman episode or something. So, no spoiler. I think I want to read that first. So, in this novelization, which I had as a kid, you find out the origin of Mogwai and Gremlins. Basically, centuries ago, on another planet far, far away. The planet ends. Is that what it was? Yeah, E-N-Z. I got them ends. Ends for man. I got them ends, son. Mogtermen. Created them. Now that's not a race of people as you may think from the name Mogtermen. No, that's one,
7: that's one alien.
6: He set out to produce a creature that was adaptable to any climate and condition, one that could easily reproduce itself by just adding water, and It just add water, it works! And one that was really gentle and highly intelligent and could spread peace throughout the galaxy. So what he did was he created this creature, rushed it through production, and sent it out. Like, he had about, probably about as much time as the E.T. Atari game developers had to develop the game and ship it out to stores. Oh, boy.
7: Jesus. That one poor man.
6: <laughs> However, only 1 in 1,000 is actually nice and intelligent. Like, Well, they're all kind of intelligent. They're all intelligent. Right. But only 1 in 1,000 is good-spirited, like, gizmo. They're super weak to sunlight, which wasn't intended, and even though they're so intelligent, they have really poor verbal skills, so they can't actually... Articulate this, things? Yeah, and spread a message of peace, even when Oh, one man, so
7: that was a huge, huge oversight. Uh, another thing that was unintentional was the transformation into Gremlin. And, At all. Yeah. They were supposed to stay Mogwai. <laughs> Like, oops, I forgot the gene where it's not supposed to transform into a demon thing after, if it
6: eats after midnight. So this spaceman was chastised and prosecuted by his peers, who were like, at first they praised him. They were like, awesome, you about to fucking change uh, the galaxy. you own, son. And he sent him to three planets, though, before they caught the... You know, the bugs. Before they worked out the bugs and released a patch. The bugs. <laughs> um, so, so they punished him. And it's kind of interesting. The book actually trails off. They It says they punished him by... And then dot, dot, dot. And then Gizmo is startled by something. And the story trails off. What Finish that the story! Right? It's like, is that supposed to be funny? Is that supposed to be ominous? I don't get it!
7: Right. Tell me how to feel and think. So these one in one thousand Magwai that are the nice ones, the rare ones, they're known as Eternals, and they're known as that because they are immortal as long as they're not killed by sunlight or another other attack. Other outside forces. Yeah, yeah. they um, can live forever. They can live generations.
6: Yes. Yeah, supposedly, there are two other Eternals on Earth left from the original pilgrimage
7: wouldn't it be awesome if gizmo met up with one of them in a movie
6: that's i would definitely yeah the gremlins three that's gremlins three well here's the thing i think this is the stupidest fucking garbage shit fucking backstory Ooh, i I, even as a kid i was like that's dumb Gremlins are aliens that were created by an alien scientist and blah blah blah. To <laughs> me, I was like no. To me it's more like a fairy tale and there's these mystical creatures that this guy got from a dude from China. Like I do you get what I mean? Like to me that totally betrays the tone of the movie. Yeah. It's like a fairy tale. So. The three rules don't feed them after midnight don't get them exposed to bright light and don't get them wet like rings of a fairy tale like the the it, it's so they they're like fairies or fucking goblins or ghouls or gremlins or oh <laughs> oh, I just saw what you did there. Like, to me, this is like if they're like, oh, it turns out fairies were created by a scientist on this planet. No, no, no. Well,
7: the fairies were actually created by a scientist on the planet Melmac.
6: <laughs> well, well, if we're talking Melmac, now that's a different story. That's They a horse were created a to color.
7: catch uh, all the cats for the different Melmacians. Only four people that listen to us have seen Elf, I'm sure. No. <laughs>
6: Man, those melmacians they eat more pussy than uh, uh, somebody that, I don't know. <laughs> so there are other Eternals seen in an unfinished PlayStation 2 and GameCube video game.
7: Unfinished, so it kind of didn't happen.
6: No, but you can look online and you can see like the opening cinematics. And Gizmo is at a meeting with a bunch of other Mogwais in the Himalayan mountains.
7: These other, these other ones are other Eternals?
6: They must be. Them. They're nice. They're friendly. They're not mean.
7: Yeah, they're banding together because they're like, we're sick and tired of the other non-Eternals messing up our Christmas.
6: But there are a bunch of them. Maybe Mogwai can become good without being an Eternal. Maybe those one in 1,000 are the ones that are intended to be what he created. But wouldn't that mean Gizmo can't turn into a gremlin? What if Gizmo can't turn into a gremlin?
7: Do you want to chance
6: it, though? I thought you were about to be like, do you want to go down that road? (laughs) Do you? (laughs) I know where this leads.
7: (laughs) Late Part two next week, guys. Uh, (laughs) Late nights, cork boards with strings attached all across the room.
6: So, what is a Mogwai? What is a Gremlin? Let's tell people this. About 45 to, minutes to an hour. I don't know how long we've yeah, been Probably longer at this point. <laughs> Let's tell we've already talked about this. both movies. <laughs> uh, More than halfway into the podcast.
7: A Mogwai is like a Furby, but before Furby was a Furby.
6: <laughs> and they're, they're little furry, adorable little creatures that, as we said, usually are pretty malicious. But there's those rarities... Yeah. There aren't. And if you feed them after midnight, they will turn into a... A champ! Yes. Ah, they turn into turn champ. In a champ! They turn into a, a gremlin. First, a cocoon. If you haven't seen Gremlins and you listened this far into the podcast, thank you. Good on you. You really like our podcast. Sorry, spoiler alert, <laughs> I guess. But these rules... Eating after midnight, getting wet and all that. They're not as illogical as people seem to make them seem. So let's tackle them one by one. What's the first rule? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you shouldn't own a mogwai, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're not man. ready. You do to mogwai what it's, you do to nature's it's, gifts.
7: It's uh, do not expose them to sunlight. Okay.
6: Well, that one is. Are the we one supposed to that... go in an order? Is there a specific order that you want me to tackle this? No, but that works. That's the first rule. That is the first rule. That's it's what the I most thought. Important if you don't want to kill it. It's funny. Is it the most important? I feel Probably like not. eating Them after midnight <laughs> would be the most. important. I feel like you should tell.
7: You should say rule number three: don't expose them to sunlight unless they've multiplied and they're being dicks.
6: Yeah, it should say <laughs> rule number one: don't expose them to sunlight. Addendum: yeah, expose them to sunlight. If rule number three is compromised
7: <laughs> <laughs> or two.
5: <laughs>
6: well,
7: I guess you don't want yeah. to just kill them because they butted offspring.
6: <laughs> that's the one most people don't have that many issues with. Whereas that's the one I seem to have the most issues with. There's no problems with me accepting that bright lights and sunlight hurts them. It's that there's so many scenes in the movies. Gizmo runs in broad daylight at the beginning of gremlins too. I didn't even think of that. There's spotlights shining on the fucking brain gremlin when he's talking to the news cameras and stuff.
7: Yeah. And then throughout, there's like, there's the bright lights. Yeah. Anytime they're on a movie set or whatever, a film set.
6: Uh, Crap. That's dumb. But what's the second rule? Oh, you never get them wet. That one, a lot of people take issue with mostly because they're seen walking through the snow.
7: Or drinking beer, which is mostly water.
6: They say that, well, snow is a fucking... is water, and it melts. Well, here's the thing. First of all, they seem to be very reptilian. They also seem to have traits of mammals, but more so reptilian. Maybe... They're not warm-blooded. Maybe Mogwai are warm-blooded and they change to cold-blooded and they don't – the snow doesn't melt when it comes into contact with their body. Maybe it has to be liquid water. Perhaps liquid water like washes off a membrane or something. I don't know. There's,
7: oh, I could see that. Yeah, because if they're
6: – it dissolves into the quicker, If they're cold-blooded, the quicker. it wouldn't melt when it touches them Yeah, it's not a warm body. So they were able to bury themselves well, yeah, in snow and whatnot. Geez.
7: Haven't the mogwai themselves walked through the snow and not
6: multiplied? No. If
7: they're warm-blooded?
6: No. No? I've never seen a mogwai in snow. you seen a mogwai in sunlight. Maybe mogwais are cold-blooded mammals. Maybe they're also cold-blooded. But why would they have fur if they were cold-blooded? Cute.
7: Makes them cute. Wait. Have you ever seen a dog without its fur? No, Fucking hideous. Sir.
6: That doesn't make sense. They would have fur. It would make sense for creatures that are cold-blooded to have fur. Why don't creatures who are cold-blooded have fur? No, if creatures cold-blooded, but wait, if they're cold-blooded, then they wouldn't need fur. Wait, no, if they're cold-blooded, they would need fur. Why do warm-blooded? Okay, hold on, I'm really confused about cold-blooded and warm-blooded animals now.
7: Like reptiles and lizards and stuff, they all are constantly need to continuously have heat on them, right?
6: Like that's why you have heat lamps. Yeah,
7: for your pets.
6: Yeah, to keep them warm. But I know, like alligators and crocodiles and shit. Only have to eat like once a month or something, whereas we have to eat all day because we have to maintain enough energy to keep our – to regulate our body temperature, whereas they don't. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's that they don't regulate their body temperature.
7: Maybe. Uh, That's got to be it. maybe alligators don't need to eat that often because they don't really move much. They don't spend any energy really. Mm -hmm. They just kind of collect it like a Bulbasaur.
6: So – I don't know. Somebody send us an email if we're wrong. But maybe that maybe gremlins are the temperature of their surroundings then, like a cold blooded animal, but they don't need to be warm like lizards. Or and,
7: we can chalk it up to this. It could be however it needs to be, because they're not an actual creature that is evolved. It's a creation of a scientist.
6: Or a mystical creature, one or the other.
7: Or yeah, so it doesn't have to follow, you know, the actual rules of science and the laws of science. But where's the fun in that? I
6: don't know. It's a cop-out. All right, the third rule is the most contested rule.
7: Oh, is that the one where uh, um, they can't play video games after midnight?
6: (laughs) No, that was your rules growing up.
7: Ah, right, right, right. Um, No watching Beavis and Butthead.
6: (laughs) No, again... Gremlins are totally okay with watching. They'll they prefer to watch Beavis and Butthead. So did I. Fair. Don't eat after midnight. Or don't feed them after midnight. You're like, fuck, I got a mogwai. I can't eat after midnight. Yeah,
7: though. for real. That sucks. Damn, these rules suck. They're so hard. What if I'm hungry? What if I don't get a chance to eat it all during the day? Am I just <laughs> fucked?
6: But everybody complains about this. They're like, oh... Well, what if they're in a different time zone? Like in the sequel, they lampoon that with him. Be like, what if he's on a plane when he eats? Or what if he gets a sesame seed stuck in his teeth and it falls out after midnight?
2: Okay. Shut up.
6: I don't think this is a problem. I think the rule, don't eat after midnight, is kind of like the rule, even though this is kind of false. But like the rule, don't go swimming right after you eat. The whole idea of that. Wasn't that if you go swimming after you eat, you're gonna turn into a gremlin. Well, obviously. Well, I don't think anybody ever thought that was an issue. Or else my mom would be barking way up the wrong tree, telling me not to eat before I go swimming. <laughs> I'm like, I'll turn into a gremlin? Say yeah, word. But no, the idea was like, Oh, you might get cramps because of whatever. And even though that actually turns out to be mostly oh, false. Debunked. Yeah. It, the idea wasn't that it's a. This is it. If that mogwai eats something at twelve oh one, it will turn into a gremlin, cause the clock says so. No, I think it's more like maybe their metabolic clock, or is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe their metabolism with their circadian rhythm.
7: That sounds better and smarter.
6: <laughs> it, which is, you know, what like your circadian rhythm is like your sense of yeah. time throughout the day and whatnot. Your body's sense of Time passing. And uh, maybe that, like, at some point, maybe between 1230 and 3 a.m. or something, you know, their body has the ability to metabolize the proteins in a a way that will turn them into gremlins or whatever, you know?
7: Yeah, but that was my actual... Um, question with that rule is, at what point is it okay for them to eat again? Son again, up.
6: it's like, well, the rule of thumb is, don't feed them after midnight. And you're like, well, when is it okay to feed them again? When you get up in the morning?
7: Yeah, son, I would You'll say dawn, fine.
6: And it has nothing to do with the sun rising or anything. It's just, look, the window of opportunity is sometime between these hours. If you're not feeding them at the witching hour... You'll be okay. You know, like, that. you're fine. By the time the sun rises, their bodies done went through those processes.
7: It almost seems like uh, a lot of the Mogwai are aware of what might happen and are determined to eat after midnight.
6: Yes. Uh, I think there's a lot to do with genetic memory. We'll actually get into this. With Stripe? Yeah. You know what I'm I do know, know where you're going. At.
7: I do know. Cool. Well, I guess uh, there's no better time to start looking at the individual Gremlin guys or Mogwai guys uh, than now.
6: Well, what better place to start than Gizmo? Why not? Sure. He's Gizmo! A,
2: he's so cute!
6: Everybody. Gizmo, he's lives. so cute. Nobody believes me when I tell them this. I know you know this, and you've known it longer than us Doing this But we're movie buffs And horror buffs And whatnot. So that's mm-hmm. That's different But everybody's like No way When I ask them Do you know who did Gizmo's voice? Oh
7: yeah The uh, Bobby's World guy The Deal or No Deal guy Howie fucking Mandel Man Bobby's World? You don't remember that Animated show? Bobby? That was his show It was the Howie Mandel show he, he based a lot of his stand up Around Bobby
6: Oh my god
7: From back in the day In the and 80's And I can
6: totally hear Bobby in Gizmo
7: Yeah Oh <gasps>
6: Mind blown.
7: I'm glad I brightened your day. Wow. <laughs> I should have just stopped, stuck at um, Deal or No Deal guy.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Howie Mandel did Gizmo's voice. How crazy is that? Is,
7: that is awesome. He was at the top of his stand-up game at that point in 1984. Like That's when he was a really popular stand-up comic, wasn't it? Okay. pretty sure it was.
6: I'm not the biggest Howie Mandel buff. In fact, I'm not Howie Mandel buff at all.
7: Well, I <laughs> kind of was when Bobby's World was on.
6: I liked Bobby's world. I but... knew
7: that was Howie Mandel. And honestly, I thought Bobby was Howie Mandel as a child. I don't know
6: why. I... So it's like the white baby's yeah, kids?
7: kind of.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Howie's child. So Gizmo had, according to the novelization, two owners before Mr. Wing, a medieval peddler and a thief who sold stolen gems. Those dastardly dicks. Those are the only two owners he's had. How long ago was it? It was centuries ago. Yeah, Gizmo eluded having an owner for, for a long, a long time. time. He's only had four, five, if you count Spliceo Life owners. Spliceo Life, I like that. Yeah, me too. That's the genetics lab.
7: Oh, okay. Who would you say is Gizmo's favorite owner? Would it, would, it, would you think it would be Mister or Billy? Probably Billy. Probably Billy. Yeah, because Mr. Wing was still kind of a dick and wouldn't let him watch TV.
6: I don't think he has ill will towards Mr. Wing. Oh, he loved Mr. Wing a lot. But it's like. But
7: Billy's cooler.
6: You want to hang out with your mom, or you want to hang out with your cool uncle, who also neither. Happens, who also? <laughs> it's like, is it cool if I just go? Can hang I just out go with my friends? Can? Yeah.
7: <laughs> and Steve and
6: Guy. Oh, you know, you know what? We don't need to no, We don't need to hang out with guy
2: fox. <laughs> <laughs> All
6: right, so let's move on to the original batch. Well, first there was Clore. Clore was only in the novelization. He was a magwai that died from exposure after Billy's mother accidentally left him on the porch. Oh, before they got they ate. like what the fuck? Why did she bring him on the porch in the first place I don't remember hmm then there's Haskins official name Haskins is the kind of fat mogwai from the first movie
7: like Dennis Haskins (laughs) now
6: who's Dennis Haskins Mr. Belding oh is he fat
7: (laughs) yes I saw him I can't remember what it was I saw him on it was something wrestling related for some reason he showed up and I was like boy you've let yourself go Mr. Haskins
6: you didn't call him Mr. Belding no I would have called him Mr. Belding that's, celebrities hate that. <laughs> but I'm sorry, if You're I met character. him, I would have called him Mr. Belding. Well, I Belding. also didn't meet Mr. him. Mr. Belding! Although if I met him, I probably wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> I'd be like, that fat guy over there kind of looks like Mr. Belding if you let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> he, kinda, he kind of did. So we can go ahead and scratch, what's his name, what, Haskins? Dennis. Dennis Haskins off the list of potential Fairpoint guest <laughs> hosts.
7: We've lost him.
6: Do you know what I mean, though? There was one Mogwai that looked – they all looked like Gizmo in the first movie. That's what I liked it's, about the sequel, that they had more variation. Yeah, they looked – a lot of them looked You know different. why? Because they didn't have the same guy to do special effects. And the person they wanted turned the job down because he was like, I don't – I'm." he was new to the game or whatever. And he's like, I want to make a name doing my own special effects. I don't want to just imitate this guy's creatures from the last movie. So they were like, "Well, good. we'll let you do some original concepts with them. We'll let you come up with some new gremlins." And it ended up Hence, working, we get fine. a lot of those mutants and stuff, and we get different designs for the Mogwais. But Haskins was kind of the fatter one. He was incidentally the gremlin that got killed in the microwave. Nuts. Then we've got Earl. See, is Hask- his name Earl? I don't know. That's so funny that you that's crazy because I was literally like see, and I was about to like talk about whether or not his name is Earl. And you were like, I'm going to go for a stupid joke. Yeah, (laughs) for my name is Earl. (laughs) But it's totally relevant.
7: (laughs) And it works. It works on two levels. It goes both ways.
6: His name may or may not be Earl. Some people think that the science teacher refers to him as Earl. He's the mogwai that is spawned after billy brings a mogwai to show yes the science he gave teacher. to the
7: science teacher to, to study
6: no the thing is i don't buy calling him earl here's the thing the fan community seems to accept it the reason they accept names like haskins is because figures official licensed products have been released that acknowledge this character as haskins that is the name on the label of the official licensed product,
7: but it's not with Earl. There's no Earl official licensed gear.
6: No, there's nothing. But they also seem to think that Earl may have been an eternal, but was pissed off when the science teacher drew his blood, and went bad.
7: Oh, he didn't really. Yeah, he didn't
6: really seem like an asshole in, at the beginning. Well, here's the thing. Their reasoning for that is that. They think that Billy brought Gizmo to show the teacher. And they might be like, what? No, it's not. I didn't even think about that. Well, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah, hear me out. They're listening. They're like, what? That's bullshit I'm gonna email. And right now, go ahead. Send us the email. Go but right ahead. But listen, um, it's fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com, by the way. It wasn't Gizmo, first of all. Gizmo has a white patch over his eye. The mogwai that Billy brought to show him doesn't have a white patch. When they clone it and they put the other one in a box, you see the two Mogwai's on opposite sides of the cardboard wall and they're like, ee, ee, Mogwai, ee. yeah. And they're kinda of, they seem friendly. And if you thought it he was just
7: knocks, right?
6: They're like, kinda maybe. Yeah. If you thought it was Gizmo on the other side, I would totally understand why you thought that was an Eternal. But it wasn't. It was one of the other little asshole gremlins. So they were being, he was so being there's, nice to another yeah. asshole gremlin doesn't mean he was nice.
7: Because they all had like a, yeah, they're all banded together.
6: It is weird that they, that they were not being like, hey, hey, you fucking prick. Hey, prick in the box. Ha, <laughs> 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 you're in the box. And not. But if he was an eternal, that means the other one was too. Because they were both being nice. So I don't think they're eternals.
7: <laughs> there. You said it. It's done.
6: Also, a lot of fans seem to attribute a certain gremlin's death in the kitchen to Earl, but...
7: The one in the blender-ish thing? The
6: scene with the kitchen takes place directly after the scene in after the classroom. After
7: the science, yeah. And
6: you can't really attribute it to like the weird nature of movies, where sometimes a scene that takes place at the same time or earlier might be shown after, after. for narrative flow. Um, because Billy sees the fucking gremlin in the classroom.
7: Yeah, going into the vent. That's when he to to the Tries to call event.
6: his mother. His mother doesn't answer. He rushes home and gets home right at the end of the altercation. So there's no way that Earl was in the home.
7: And had been, had been in the home for a while. This know, is what I'm Billy doing with my there. life, Craig. <laughs> so now we get to the alpha male, the leader of the pack of the first batch. Stripe. Why was he called Stripe? It's a weird question. He had
6: a stripe of... Hair.
7: Oh, that's why, that's
6: why they did it. Are you, were you, are you being serious?
7: I'm totally being serious right now.
6: Yeah, Stripe, the main bad guy of the first movie. I have uh, the Stripe plush from the 80s. Oh, do you? He's missing that's pretty cool. Eye,
7: uh, but the Gremlin or the Magwai. The Gremlin. You know what's funny about Stripe as the Gremlin is when I look at him, I can't not picture George Burns.
6: <laughs> the plush looks a lot different It's more just like a generic gremlin But it it's, says Stripe It says Stripe, <laughs> it's got the white hair It's brown And it is missing an eye That It, it didn't come missing an eye Oh, okay. I've just, I've I'm like, it. when
7: did Stripe lose an eye?
6: Well, I've had it longer than I'm able to remember This movie came out in 84 I was born in 85 So, I've had it for a long time And eventually it lost its eye Okay yeah stripe here's an interesting thing about mogwise apparently stripe just stays being reincarnated through gizmo this is legitimate to the degree that you choose to accept it joe dante the director of the movie and the like creative thought process behind the second one and probably a lot of the first one said that mohawk Who's the leader of the gang in the second movie? Yeah. Is a reincarnation of Stripe.
7: Now, do you think that's just because Stripe was such a good character and they wanted the reason to bring him back to be, you know, uh, Gizmo's foil again?
6: Or a lampooning of sequels? I I don't know.
7: Or we could just take this in universe and say, yeah, that's how it happens. It always has one that it reincarnates.
6: Not only that, though, but Stripe has showed up in numerous video games that are supposed to be set in the timeline now they're not canon i'm sure if you ask joe dante he'd be like no the fucking game boy color game isn't canon (laughs) why would it be but according to the universe of that game it is and in that game gremlins happened stripe died and yet he's back there's actually two different games where you can play as Stripe. There's a uh, Gremlins Stripe versus Gizmo for like Game Boy Color or Game Color, Boy Advance I think it or is. something. And you can play as either Stripe or Gizmo. And depending on which one you play, you fight Mogwise or Gremlins and either Gizmo or Stripe is the final boss. Huh. Yeah. Kind of interesting, right?
7: I, I mean, I know this is a fair point here, so we take everything as canon, but I, I don't really accept that as canon. Because it's a video game. It you know, works. But.
6: He, he was back in the PS2 GameCube game. Like, that's the point. We're looking at everything as canon. So sure. in the video games, that supports what Joe Dante says. Except the difference being, in the video games, Stripe is always reincarnated identically.
7: Yeah, not just it, a it little Stripe. different.
6: Mohawk seems to have this, a similar personality, a similar design, but not the same design. So he is a little genetically different. Perhaps Mogwais have these recurring genetic streams of DNA or whatever in them, strands, I don't know, of DNA, whatever you'd say, that sometimes there's variation, sometimes it's an exact duplicate, but when they give birth to another Magwai, they are likely sometimes to recreate the same Magwai they've already given birth to. And huh. maybe maybe there's a genetic memory. People theorize that Stripe... <laughs> or Mohawk already knew shit about what happened because he remembered it because it's right. a reincarnation. Perhaps there is some type of genetic memory through Gizmo. I, I don't see how it could scientifically make sense if it was, he has all of Stripe's memories because Stripe separated from right. Gizmo. Right. But if Gizmo remembered the events, now we could get into synchronicity and Jung and all these other, you know, like morphic resonance and whatnot. But that's a whole different road. So. Yeah, that's that's way different.
7: Uh, let's just look at it as sometimes genes can do whatever the fuck they want.
6: Well, hey, you know who else showed up in both the first movie and the second movie? This I noticed as a kid and questioned as a kid and was like, "How did that happen? He Gizmo died? No, Gizmo didn't die. One of the oh, gremlins. He said died. All the gremlins were killed in the first movie. Right, the whole batch. Same thing in the second movie. But there's one gremlin that not not stripe as Mohawk, but a gremlin that shows up in both the movies. Do you know who that is? Earl? No. It's the flasher gremlin.
7: I was going to say the flasher. I really was. He but I was like, harasses Kate I he wants in both
6: movies. <laughs> He's got the cigarette. He yeah, opens yeah, the trench the coat. Trench coat. Even though, Somehow we
7: found a little mini trench coat that fit him just fine. Just
6: fine. And even though gremlins are asexual and their default state is nude, yeah, he, and he still feels the need to Without flash.
7: genitalia.
6: That is interesting to note, though. They are asexual. So when you see the gremlins dressed up as girls and whatnot, a lot of people are tempted to be like, oh, they're cross-dressing. No. no. That is male privilege speaking. They are asexual creatures. They can choose to identify as females or males. The more you know, star shooting star flies over my head. Do-do-do-do. Little jingle. There you go.
7: Yeah. S- <laughs> suck it. What did you call them? Male privilege people?
6: (laughs) I didn't call them anything. I just referenced male privilege. Oh, okay. We'll get into the only female gremlin, the only gender-based gremlin ever. Now? Soon. Oh, why not now? Let's look at the second batch. Well, I mean, we might as well look at Mohawk, right? Yeah. (laughs) We were just talking about him. He's a reincarnation of Stripe, so it would make sense. Ah, uh, Segway opportunity missed. Well, I guess, well, yeah, I guess we could have went with either Segway, and I probably made the wrong decision, as I'm apt to do. Well, just like
7: Stripe, Mohawk was voiced by Frank Welker, legendary voice actor.
6: Hell yeah. Uh, Megatron, right? Yes. Uh, who else does he do? Slimer. Slimer. Every he's in like every cartoon that you've yeah. ever seen.
7: Think really think about it. He's probably in them all.
6: Most of the greatest voice actors and voice actresses are like. And this much. man
7: has spanned generations.
6: So Mohawk became one of the infamous mutant gremlins, which occur in Gremlins too, because of them drinking random hormones and serums and potions from the Spliceo Life Genetic Engineering Laboratory in Clamp Headquarters.
7: Yeah, because. For some reason, Clamp Tower has everything.
6: Yeah, it's a it's a shopping mall. It's a center of business and trade. It's a fucking TV studio. Location. It's a cable television studio
7: and a laboratory. It has, They it do genetic. Out their
6: uh, tenants. They rent out space to oh, a lot of people. There, I guess that
7: too. makes more sense than now. Yeah,
6: because they make references to them being bad tenants and like. Yeah, He was like, I could have had three shrinks and a chiropractor in there yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. He
7: had to just go with the genetic testing.
6: <laughs> but Mohawk drank the spider DNA in that laboratory and became a fucking horrifying spider Cryrifying. centaur gremlin.
7: Thinking back on gremlins, I always thought, you know what? I probably wouldn't be that scared of these things because they're much smaller than me. I feel like I could handle them. But... This spider gremlin, fuck that.
6: He was huge, right? Yeah, he was way bigger than the other gremlins.
7: That thing terrifies me the same way the giant spider in that one Punky Brewster episode scars me. But
6: the thing is, Craig, you're not dealing with one gremlin, you're dealing with a ton. A horde of them, I get it. And I'd dealing still with a gremlin wouldn't be as fucking easy as y- it's easy for either of us to think it would be. This is a wild, intelligent fucking animal
7: i don't know billy's mom did just fine with billy's mom was a
6: fucking beast she's a boss ass bitch
7: i'm a boss ass bitch
6: yes you are a boss ass. yeah
7: thank you and i have movie knowledge so i know how to do these things
6: well an interesting thing about mohawk and stripe is that he was the leader in both of the movies up until a certain point in the second one where he kind of i guess when he becomes the I keep calling him a he. That's interesting. That's male privilege. That's male privilege. Calling myself on up. It's an asexual creature. (laughs) It passes the fucking baton over to the brain gremlin. This is a gremlin that drank the... Brain hormone. It just happened to drink, drink the hormone. right hormone. That's what they call it in the movie, the brain hormone. Yeah. He isn't drinking the brain hormone, is he? The brain hormone. That could refer to probably one of thousands of hormones. I don't know. I'm not yeah, a- it
7: doesn't necessarily have to mean intelligence, right? <laughs>
6: the brain it can hormone. It could mean it has better
7: motor functioning.
6: <laughs> <laughs> right? Is it, apparently it's the vocalization hormone because according to George Gipe, these creatures are already super intelligent. Yeah. Just unfamiliar with human culture. With
7: language. This way he was and able language. to articulate what was going on to the humans, I guess.
6: Speaking of articulating, you know who did the articulating for him? With, which is to say, do you know who did his voice?
7: Yeah, Tony Randall. Felix of course.
6: from The Odd Couple.
7: Tony goddamn Randall. Whoa, jeez, get out of here. You kidding me? I love fucking Tony Randall.
6: Uh, In the original draft, the Brain Gremlin was supposed to have a different death. Uh, Gizmo was going to shoot him with a helium serum.
7: Oh, yeah, and he was supposed to, like, blow up and float away, right? What the... I'm glad they didn't go with that.
6: (sighs) Fuck... Uh, Maybe all I can fathom is that Joe Dante was like, you know what else I loved? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Let's try to throw a reference to that in there.
7: Sure, boss.
6: (laughs) He realized last minute that he loved Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And he's like, Clamp Tower, Chocolate Factory, Daniel Clamp, Willy Wonka, there has to be a fucking reference in there somewhere. And he forced it in. And then he's like, you know what? This is bullshit.
7: (laughs) One of my favorite scenes... Would be when he contacted a stockbroker, and he told him to uh, to invest in canned foods and shotguns. Yes,
6: we're advising all our clients to invest <laughs> in canned food and shotguns. He
7: no, he knew that it was gonna. There was gonna be a gremlin civilization takeover.
6: <laughs> what we want is what you have, civilization.
7: And then he goes and shoots another gremlin because. Now was that civilized? No. <laughs> but it's fun.
6: Fun, yes, but civilized hardly. Or something,
7: yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Crazy, man. In a way, he was probably the most dangerous one, because now he knew exactly which serums to go use um, on other gremlins or to give to the other gremlins. and wasn't just a clusterfuck of just drinking random shit. Uh, he found a sunblock serum.
2: Genetic sunblock.
7: And he then goes and injects it into the bat gremlin.
6: Yes, there was another gremlin in the laboratory that drank bat DNA. Because if there's anything we've learned from this movie, it's that drinking a liquid that contains the DNA of a creature will alter your physiological structure. The two separate DNAs will now match. Yes. They will merge together and you will become a superhuman with the abilities of the animal.
7: That's all I need to hear. Sign me up.
6: Maybe it only works with gremlins because of their unique physiology. But it begs the question of why... Every... They had everything distilled in a liquid in a beaker.
7: <laughs> yeah.
6: It's just sitting around the lab. The electricity thing, the bat thing, the brain thing, all of it. Ugh. <laughs> Have you distilled it in water and put it in a liquid yet? Well, no, no Mr. Lee, Phineas? I haven't. The bat gremlin, when I was a kid, was my favorite. Yeah? Pretty much anything mixed with a bat. <laughs>
7: it was pretty cool.
6: He was so cool. A gremlin with wings? What could be cooler? But, you know, now he's the gargoyle gremlin. He's just a gargoyle.
7: <laughs> I'm. You know what? It's just convenient. So convenient that the cement stayed wet enough just long enough for him to fly up to the top of that tower.
6: Yeah. He shouldn't be able to fly covered in cement.
7: Yeah. Oh, well. Whatever. Mr. Futterman did a great job dealing with him. Well... Unfortunately for one of the gremlins, they drank a serum that was just vegetable DNA.
6: Why unfortunately?
7: Because he became a gross thing that just grew different vegetables from its body. I wouldn't eat that shit.
6: I don't see why that would bother a gremlin. Although it would, because everybody is always harassing him for his vegetables.
7: Like the waiter gremlin would just... Was As picking we said, stuff off of his in the head. deleted
6: scene, there was the squirrel eating off his head. There's another deleted scene where Marge... Large Marge? No, the cooking with Marge. Oh, cooking microwaving with Marge. Microwaving yeah. with Marge host.
7: I have peewee on the brain.
6: <laughs> she's totally drunk, and she she's like... Ugh. She turns around. There's a crowd of gremlins behind her, and she picks a little tomato or something, or an olive or something, from the vegetable gremlin and drops it into her drink, and then freaks out.
7: Ugh, don't going to drink that shit.
6: Well, she didn't realize they were gremlins because she was shit-faced. Yeah, how about it? My other favorite as a kid, besides the Bat Gremlin, was the fucking Electric Gremlin. <laughs> I thought he was so cool when I was a kid. Uh, that thing was just like, it had a lot of electricity. It was like static shock. It was also just classic hand-drawn animation. Yeah, that's true.
7: It became cool. It became nothing like what the mouse did when the mouse took the electric uh, serum.
6: Right. It didn't just... But the, again, maybe the gremlin's unique physiology. physiology.
7: As we were talking about a minute ago about the lady gremlin, that'd be Greta, uh, took a feminine hormone booster or serum or whatever. They, was, they were the liquid vials they were drinking.
6: Yeah. And became a female gremlin. The first. The first, to our knowledge, gremlin with a gender.
7: Ah, the first gremlin with a sexual identity
6: and seemed to be incredibly sexual in nature probably because it was adapting to this new it, usually it would just be what hydrosexual is that what we call gremlins uh sure hydrosexual makes sense hydrosexual no hydrosexual yeah what i said
7: i don't know she kind of looked like a prostitute so if that's that might be a shot on women? No, I don't think so.
6: It's gremlins. But it's gremlins. Gremlins are decadent.
7: That's true. That is true. Wow. And deviant.
6: Good. Yeah. They're creatures of the night. Of the uh
7: the night. So they're vampires.
6: They're creatures of the daytime. The daytime of the night. <laughs> that's pretty much all the mutant gremlins that appear in the movie. But did you know there were two mutant gremlins that didn't make it into the final cut, that didn't make it past production? They no. did start making models, but they ended up not doing it because of technical problems. Well,
7: why don't, why don't, you, why don't you tell them about these technical gremlins?
6: Oh, it's, it's just like the fucking Xenomorph toy episode. There was the rhino gremlin and the elephant gremlin. Too big. Just That's too big. exactly what they say, that it would have been too big. I think... It just wouldn't have looked right. I think they realized they didn't look like gremlins and were like, nah, right. scrap them.
7: Well, especially with uh, – ma- now with the elephant at least, you're mixing it with a gentle, kind creature.
6: <laughs> well, you can find pictures of them kind of. You can find pictures of like plaster models of them being built. So it's just white, no coloring, not much texture, and like especially in the elephant's case – Mostly unfinished. Huh. But besides all these mutant gremlins... These dirty muties. (laughs) Mohawk... Charles Xavier would be ashamed. (laughs) Good! (laughs) Mohawk became a mutant gremlin, but of the original four gremlins spawned from Gizmo, Mohawk was one of them. There were three others. If my math... If my calculations are correct...
7: Yes, (laughs) 1 minus 4 is 3. Your calculations are superb.
6: Yours, on the other hand, could use a little work. 1 minus 4 equals 3? Yeah. Negative 3, maybe.
7: No, because if you take 4 away from 1, that'll be negative 3.
6: It's all about the wording. That's what 1 minus 4 means, Craig. No,
7: take 1 away from 4. 1 minus 4.
6: Taking 1 away from 4 is 4 minus 1. Shut up. One minus four. Hey, Nathan. Taking four away from one. Hey,
7: Nathan. I just want you to do one thing for me.
6: Shut up. Okay. Well, (laughs) are you cool to talk about Lenny George and Daffy? Because I got to shut up, apparently.
7: Yeah, Daffy. Daffy Duck. Great character. Love Looney Tunes.
6: No, I can take no more of this shutting up. I lasted (laughs) 0.2 seconds. I didn't. I lasted longer than that. (laughs) It's a new personal record. (laughs) Daffy was the crazy, nutty, hyperactive gremlin slash mogwai. Like Daffy Duck. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Craig, but Daffy is voiced by the same guy that voices Salacious Crumb in Star Wars. I did not know that. Yeah. You can hear it, right?
2: <laughs>
6: not
7: in my voice, but when you <laughs> watch like, the actual movie. Listen, yeah, because now I'm trying to block your voice out and bring back that... La-
6: What else is new?
7: Yeah. (laughs) There we
6: go. That's pretty much what I do. I I block your voice out and try to remember gremlins. The feeling's mutual. Pretend I'm watching gremlins.
7: Now, the other two uh, gremlins that are left, George and Lenny, obviously based off of one of my favorite books, Of Mice and Men, those characters.
6: I love that book. It was like the only book they made me read in school that I actually really enjoyed.
7: The other one to that, for me, would be... Catcher in the Rye.
6: They never made me read it, but I've heard from a lot of people. Yes. It's really good.
7: Absolutely. Amazing book. That's a shame you didn't get to read it in school. Uh, but there is one thing about George that I got to state. While he is based off of the character George from Of Mice and Men, I can't help but think that his likeness is based off of Tor Johnson. Who's that? Uh, the classic B-movie actor in all the Ed Wood movies, the bald guy. Oh okay. Yeah.
6: Really. I didn't see it like that at all. See to me I want
7: to show you a picture
6: and I want I want you to I know compare. what he looks like, but sure, go ahead. I know, but
7: just, just to compare, so you can, you know, give it a second thorough look.
6: To me, I didn't think that they were based off of Lenny and George, just named after Lenny and George.
7: Ah, okay, I'll accept that.
6: Uh George is a sort of mafia goon gremlin. And Lenny is a sort of stupid like eh.
2: henchman. Uh, this guy, <laughs> Gremlins
6: are guy. Hey, being asexual's guy.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a henchman. Okay. <laughs>
6: um, yeah, George is always smoking cigars. To me, he's got this like gangster like meh, sneer. Maybe a little more. Um,
7: so it was kind of like a Marlon Brando play.
6: Yeah, sure. Not specifically Marlon Brando. I picture more the. Real tough guy, enforcer uh, okay. type, but sure. I fucking love Lenny and George. Yeah, they're great. And Daffy. They're great. That, that's a great group. Like They have more personality than the fucking Mogwais in the first movie. To have those four, Lenny, George, Daffy, and Mohawk come out of Gizmo, like that's a good yeah. core four.
7: Core four. I like it. Brand it.
6: Now, there were some prototype Mogwai. For this movie that were made and named but and discarded, never made it to the script. They made the prototypes for the models. There was Duda, Penny, Brownie, Gary, Zoe and Patches.
7: Ah, oh, Patches. That's what somebody used to call me when I was first started growing my beard.
6: Patches was cool. Had a ton of different patches of color. I like that. Like it was cool. Brown, I wonder why white. that one got scrapped. Hmm. Storyline purposes, they streamlined it. I guess uh, Duda was a much bigger one. Almost looked like he had a beard with the way the the white colors at the bottom. They've released figures of all these too. Oh, that's cool. Penny was smaller, gray, black, and white with like stripes, kind of like you might see on a cat. Uh, Brownie was big, brown, tan, black. Gary was just straight white. I don't know why they named him Gary. Just because.
7: Gary was straight white because Gary is just such an unoriginal, normal, nothing.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Zoe had kind of curled in ears, like her ears curled in towards her face. And it's interesting because she's got a female name and she has curled in ears, so I refer to her as a she. As a she. Whereas Still. George, Lenny, they have male names. There you go. You're, you're, there's so your female
7: them. privilege now coming up.
6: No, it's thing? not. It's, it's <laughs> male privilege, again. That the... Calling it a she is male privilege? No, we call it a he, unless it has feminine features. Oh. I, I, I don't know. It was cool to me to see different designs for mogwais. As a kid, also, I would draw different like mogwais with different color patterns and all that. It's cool. Let me see some more fucking palette swaps for mogwais. Let's do it. New mogwais. Craig, did you know that out there, lost, somewhere in the world, unless it's been erased, there is a pilot for an animated Gremlins TV show?
7: Like a Saturday morning kids cartoon show? Yes, sir. I didn't know that, but after knowing that Rambo exists, I'm not surprised.
6: Yeah, in 1990, WB was really trying to make a bunch more animated series to bank off their lucrative properties. Of These course. included Batman the animated series. Huge yes, hit, huge hit, critical acclaim, great fucking show. Beetlejuice. Okay show.
7: Huge hit. It wasn't no. a flop.
6: It wasn't a flop. We'll give it that.
7: It definitely uh I definitely remember watching it a lot. Yeah, as exactly.
6: A kid. It did it fulfilled its purpose. Tasmania That which, was a flop I
7: thought. I, I was feel not Like a fan. it was
6: a flop, but their marketing kind of worked when I was a kid. I was like, we a show about Tasmanian Devil." I don't know. Maybe that was just me. But yeah, Tasmania, no one gives a shit about it anymore. The Griswolds,
7: National Lampoon,
6: yeah, never made it to even the pilot stage. But they were
7: Chevy Chase was out, right?
6: Probably they didn't give a shit. Of che- did Michael Keaton not being on board for the fucking Beetlejuice series or the Batman series hinder them?
7: That's different. It's different to me. It doesn't matter.
6: But no, they were planning it. That would be cool.
7: That's funny. Both the ones that lasted were the ones based off of Michael Keaton. Well,
6: Something they didn't Michael even Keaton give Gremlins played. or Griswolds a shot. They just got a grudgetous.
7: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's
6: gracist.
7: Oh, still
6: not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> uh this episode's been gr- great
7: wrong character don't be racist.
6: don't be gracious <laughs> don't be gr- racist.
7: <laughs> okay i'll give you that one fair enough uh scare point is continuing it, it's it's going off without a hitch we're hitting the numbers we're marking it up we're Doing all the things what? we got to be doing. I don't know. Stop me at any time. I'm just going to keep going. That was a lie. I stopped.
6: If you guys would like to follow us, friend us, like us, any of that, well, here's the deal.
7: To help keep the ball rolling, show us support. Hit up our Facebook page. We're going to be coming at you on that with a whole bunch of ScarePoint stuff. Cool, cool stuff to keep you scared and in the loop all <laughs> October long.
6: Don't worry, our Facebook page isn't le- isn't actually that scary. You'll you'll be okay. It's just a Facebook oh, okay, page. Okay, but
7: it'll be scary stuff. <laughs> I guess not to adults, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> we're going to be talking about things that are scary.
6: <laughs> Recommend this podcast to your children is what Craig is saying.
7: <laughs> yes. A+. plus. <laughs> you could be my translator like you were the Rambo translator. <laughs>
2: So yeah, just go on over to facebook.com slash podcast yeah. I think he
7: wants a banana.
2: Yeah, a banana. facebook.com slash But hey! No. What if you want to look at pictures? Instead, you don't want to watch videos. Um... Eh? Yeah, you can't post videos on Facebook, Well, you can but it's stupid.
7: I, I think, I'm not sure what he's talking about, but I think he wants you guys to go follow us on Instagram.
2: Yeah, Instagram. I think you Instagram.
7: Yeah, Fairpoint Podcasts. Wait, no, not Instagram, Tumblr.
2: Tumblr. Hey, it's not even a website. Tumblr. Tumblr. YouTube. Hey, YouTube. YouTube, you can see the videos. Ah. Uh, man, the videos. You know what? Don't, you can't really I have a blame short me. short attention span. I have uh. no idea
7: what you're saying. <laughs> Check out our YouTube page. I'm just going to say that right now. You will be doing yourself a favor by checking it out. It's worth it.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know. Like it's iTunes. I I think he likes I iTunes. I heard a, iTunes. I'm not even doing a Sylvester
7: Not anymore. You're just mishing <laughs> mashing. She's <laughs> <laughs> just kinda of mumbling now.
6: I don't even know if that that's not mumbling. It's too loud. No, to be it's mumbling. just
7: incoherent ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> How about that?
6: Uh, if you're fucking listening from iTunes Give us a five-star rating, or a four-star rating, or even a three-star rating. But if you give us less than that, it'll hurt our feelings.
7: You're just kind of being a dick at that
6: point. So, I mean, I can't deny you that privilege, but I'm not going to ask you to do it.
7: Oh, gosh. Why on earth would anybody on the internet be
6: mean? (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe on iTunes, or just rate and review. All these things help us out a lot. If
7: you... Uh, found out about us on youtube or something you want to hear the podcast but you don't use itunes you use something else to listen to podcasts write us an email at to fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com let us know what outlet you want to hear us on like whether it be stitcher a digital podcast Podbay.
6: let us know Well, we're already on a lot of those too so we're not on stitcher so maybe we should just get on that but but yeah if you can't find us let us know why or if the fucking podcast provider we're on isn't keeping up with our episodes, let us know and or let them know. And yeah. We and or them will try to get that fixed immediately.
7: Rectified. You <laughs>
6: said rectified. I did. Rectified. I barely even knowified.
7: You got that totally wrong. <laughs> rectified. Damn near killed him. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> look i'm not the smartest crayon in the shed
7: well i'm not the brightest bird in the bush
6: that one actually kind of makes sense <laughs> <laughs> damn it i tried not to so hard or if you're a twitterer or er, er, a Twitter holic, er, yes if you're addicted to twitter hall follow us at fairpoint pod and of course as always Keep your eyes on SecretRoomMultimedia.com. Ain't shit happening there yet, but you can find the podcast there too. SecretRoomMultimedia.com slash FairPointPodcast slash Fair.XML. We're working on shortening that. I feel
7: like nobody's going to go to that just because of how long it is. Like Now, what was it? Go back 15 seconds in the podcast. Okay, no, you said it too fast. Go back fifteen seconds in the podcast, one and a half speed. Or no, hey, 0.5 it is speed. What it
6: is. Yeah, you can keep up with me on my YouTube, Shaggy the Shaman, or you can go check out more of my music that you may have heard a couple weeks ago here on the podcast. Our respected fellow citizen on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud,
7: or if you want to keep up with me, you could just send me a quick text. Say hi, what's up? Uh, my number is six. Hey guys, Craig for the Future here. So, turns out that was a bad idea. A really bad idea. So, let's never do that again. Now, back to the show.
6: So, next week on S- K- K- CarePoint Monster Cruise 2014, we're talking about the Monster Squad. Those are some badass kids. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Damn right. I'm just talking about this group of children that are obsessed with <laughs> monsters and also the monsters that they fight. Squad! <laughs> Damn right. We uh, can dig it. Uh, From secretroommultimedia.com slash fairpoint slash fair dot xml. Beat it right in their heads. I'm Nathan K. And I'm Craig. Holy shit, it's the fucking spider gremlin. Lewis.
7: Scare you next time.